Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome back to the ninth season of Moralia Python Radio. I, I don't know about you, Owen, but I am happy to be back. Uh, and it was I, yeah, I can't be trusted with my own thoughts for three weeks in a row. I mean, it is a very <laughs> dangerous thing. Uh, Lots. I know. You were sending some messages okay. like you, we were kind of quiet I, for like, you know, I, every <laughs> once in a while we would chime up. But for the most part, I, both of us seem to like just like take advantage of the time and not want to talk to anybody about snakes. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> but towards the end, <laughs> Riley started chiming in and you, yeah, I don't Randy. know, Witty <laughs> Owen was back and I was like, Oh, I miss Witty Owen. <laughs> I'm getting, I was getting, I was getting Rammy and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let this go because you know, uh, it was, uh, what we were talking about, how we were going to have Riley whack some people over at the, uh, Pomona show. It should be like, you know, yeah kill that guy for us but you know it's yeah. like yeah a bunch of stuff like that exactly so um but we're back now and it's the beginning of a new season of mpr the ninth season the last season before we hit double digits Ooh, that's crazy and it's <laughs> last season it's also i'm also declared this the last season before my contract negotiations uh i'll be listing my house for sale at the end of season <laughs> nine and then we'll have to come to the table. There'll be contract negotiations. There could be some sort of deals made. Like I might get traded to reptile and chill for a podcaster to be named later. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that we got to work out, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. That would be a tough Unrestricted one. free agent. I know I, it's, an, I, I, it is. I don't I, know is. which of the three I would pick if I was to replace you. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, you know. Just, just so you know, you're gonna make like a bad decision and trade me to like you know some other podcast for their co-host, no. and then it's gonna like <laughs> the whole team falls apart. The whole team falls like yeah. you, you bring Bill Stiegel in here. The two of you are oh. not gonna mesh. It's not gonna go well. Oh dear. He's Bill Stiegel. Like yeah, yeah it's. I can't. I he can't won't be here. Well, I mean, he'll only be here for like what two episodes a year, three episodes a year. <laughs> I mean, that's in his contract. That's it exactly. See. <laughs> Oh, on the other on the other thing, I'll be bothering Buddy every week, going like, "Are we recording?" He's like, "No." <laughs> we have yeah. another week off. What is it? Christmas? Yeah. Oh I my god. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I miss Eric. It was green. The grass was greener on the other side. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> like, go down on his knees just so I feel better. The like, gets so... better. Down lower. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I wanted to give an update on the calendars um, because we I did, fucked it up. I get we a lot of mess. Well, not necessarily we fucked it up this time, but they um, fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. So we ran into quite a number of snafus. Um, the main thing is is that uh, Casey wasn't working for that company anymore, and at the time <laughs> that I needed to make them, he was away. So, I, and plus, I felt I, I don't know it, he wasn't working there, so I I kind of felt funny. <laughs> I can't I really be a dick about it when Casey's I, not there. I get it. Yeah, and I tried yeah. contacting him, but I don't know they didn't they didn't reach out to me quick quick enough. So I was um uh mm. what do you call it? I I tried a different company. Bum, yeah, bum, bum, bum. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I got everything together, and I think it was right before Christmas, they kind of contacted me and told me that um, that some of the pictures didn't were not a high, uh, they needed nice higher quality. quality pictures. And I'm right. like, okay. So 
I then had to reach out to said people and ask them to resend me, you know, a picture. Right before Christmas, because people are not yeah, doing anything. Because they don't have nothing right. to do. Yeah, Everyone's I know, right? around just waiting for emails. Yeah. Mm. So I think the calendars will be here tomorrow. I think they'll All be right. here tomorrow. So, so here's what we're going to do. The calendar competition will begin July 1st, and it will end at the end of July. You'll have 30 days. And then we will decide August first, <laughs> and then we will get the damn calendars printed. Yes, yes, done. Have We're them done. Ready. Right. I know. Twenty twenty is the uh, is going to be uh, you know sticking to those uh, type of things. But uh, I just yeah. I, I actually put it. It's funny you said that. I think I put it yes. in, at the end of July, but I will move that date to the beginning of the July. I don't I trust just, us. I don't trust us because yeah. we're bad at this. Yeah, it would. We'll be like, oh, we'll do it in September. They'll be like, we can wait till October. And then all of a sudden we're here again. So it's like. Yeah. And they did yeah, cost no. a little more, but I'm not going to pass that cost on to I don't people. Care. So um, yeah. um, let's see how they turn out. And then we'll go from there on whether or not we're going to stay with them or not. Um, and, you know, but I'm sure there's tons of companies out there. But it was, I'm plus two. It was kind of last minute for, you know, for me to put it on the company. Like, hey, by the way, it's, uh, you know. Like the the second week in December, and yeah, I need yeah, some calendars, yeah, yeah. and I need them by. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yep. So, uh, yep. <laughs> so as soon as I get them in hand, um, and obviously, if you won, so there was one other snafu. Oh, oh God! Uh, yeah. So I just want to make sure that I um, I hit on this one because. Um, the diamond picture, which I freaking <gasps> love, right? No. Yeah. The diamond picture, which no, I love. No. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't, it was from uh, Sean Armstrong, and yeah. he's from Australia. So, uh, because of the fires, he was not able to get a higher quality picture. So I had to improvise, and I just sent him a picture of my reduced pattern diamond because that was the best picture of a diamond that I had. Uh, so I told Sean that next year, without um, you know, without us even picking, he will go into the next year's calendar. So the diamond category has won already for next year. Gotta love it, right? <laughs> What the hell? Uh, this is a new low for us. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, dude. I'm telling you, this this whole thing was a nightmare. And oh you know, my god, doing this all during you know Christmas and work was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it was nuts. So the supermarket gets crazy at Christmas time. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought this? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the update on the calendars. Hopefully, like I said, I think they're supposed to be here tomorrow. Um, okay. So once I have them in hand, I'll, I'll, I'll go public with it, and then you can uh, – uh, we're just going to go 20 bucks if you're inside the U.S. shipped, and then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Outside, so. we'll figure it out. Yep, all right. Yeah, usually outside, cool. I go 25. So that's the calendar situation, and, yeah, so – I guess uh, before we get uh, Terry on, so tonight we're talking with uh, Terry Burwell, um, and we are talking diamond pythons and rough scale mm-hmm. pythons. So, uh, see, you you plan this on purpose. You brought mm-hmm. rough scales in as the first show, so that I would have to come back. Correct. Um, yeah, I need the trap. I thought it would yeah. be good uh, to get some tips on breeding them, since you know 
I'm trying. This is your season. I'm trying. I'm trying. You keep you keep putting rough scale breeders on the show so that you have <laughs> success. I know what you're doing. It's like, oh, and just do what they're doing. I'm like, I got that. I'm right. trying. Well, I'm doing the same thing for Diamond Python, so we'll see how it goes. Um, All right, good. I don't know. My female might not be big enough, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So well, I'm. Whoa, 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 an Eric Burke Aminal might not be big enough. I'm shocked by this. <laughs> yes, yes. This is a shocking revelation that we've just had on, on episode one. <laughs> of season nine. Season nine. <laughs> Speaking of breeding, Al's your season progressing. Yeah. How's it going? It's going okay. I mean, I've seen a lot more action from the olive pythons. Um from I'm not seeing anything from the Ruffies. I got some action from various carpet pythons. Um, the Kribos look like they're doing some stuff. So it's it's one of those things where obviously I'm on the right path for some of this stuff because like I've never seen um, the olive pythons full on spur each other, and I, I've had that going. So uh, I don't know. Maybe moving them outside the room is really helping. Huh. Okay. So yeah. <clears throat> so they're much cooler, right? They're able to get much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also it's like a big cage and all this other stuff. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, I'm still waiting on kind of just gate, not not trying to get too far ahead of myself here. Um, but I, I've seen some locks, but we're way too early for that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. But so far, so good. Yeah. At least- it's yeah. you get the locks, but they're not they don't mean anything right now. You know, we gotta get into it still. So Yeah, I um I put pairs together this is the latest that I put pairs together. I didn't do it until the first. Really? Yeah. Usually I have them together in December. You so did I. Yeah. Um but uh I don't know. I just I held off and I was I was thinking like it was around like the 29th and I'm like shit I guess I better oh, yeah. put these pairs together. I guess uh, I should breed snakes this year. <laughs> it's like yeah. Uh but uh but yeah I seen I seen a bunch of action so far. I got some really nice uh Papuan carpets going uh which is which is cool. It's, it's, they're they're Papuans. I mean doesn't everybody breed Papuans but Owen <laughs> Yeah, I forget I forget what show I was listening to. I think I want to say it was THP. Uh, and they were talking about how easy it was to breed, like anybody can breed poplins. And I was like, oh, that's not true. <laughs> and I was driving and I was like, not anybody. Not everybody. <laughs> not a, oh, no, not everybody. Uh, People have to outsource it. Like, yeah. you know, it's it, whatever. I mean, hey, man, it's okay. Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just enjoying the uh, it's a weird year for me, too. Because there's there's a good amount of coastal projects, but then they're like, really? Like there's a citrus tiger and an albino project, and it's like, really? That's going on over there, huh? All right, you know. Have you seen locks with that pair yet? I have. They they went from him hiding under the water bowl to curling up to each with each other, and I call that progress. Wow. So <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> he's not hiding from her, so we've we've we're we're progressing. So uh, hopefully, I mean. So I'm doing we'll see this. How that I'm doing this pairing that's a granite zebra and a caramel granite zebra, right? And <laughs> the caramel, the caramel granite zebra is a bitch. Oh man, is she a bitch? Uh-huh. She, oh. she has got to be the meanest 
carpet python I have. She's just straight up. And she doesn't even bite. She just does that headbutt shit. Like, she just butts her head right into your, into you. Sometimes that, like, leaves bruises and shit. It does. (laughs) It's like getting punched. And then, uh, um, so I was real nervous about putting the mail in with her. And I'm like, okay. Um, Because the mail's kind of feisty, too. And I'm like, oh, this should be excellent. So uh, I put them together, and sure, sure could be they were they were they did like uh, they did a lot of huffing and hissing and stuff, and then mm-hmm. after that they seemed to uh, to chill out. Um, but the one pairing you'll be super happy about that I saw. Well, a lot. I mean, hold on, wait. So, so this this angry Papuan pairing, you're going to to these are genes you wish to pass on to others. Is you're gonna have like a group of like ten just very very angry little babies, probably yeah. Yeah. It seems like okay. I don't know, but it seems like the so zebras to me seem to be a little bit feistier. Um, Assessors, I don't know. And again, my experience is only I've only worked with two super right. zebras, but they seem to be like extra fight. Like they got an extra dose of feistiness, and uh, I think when you mix the granite in there, yeah. I don't know what it does, but uh, do even the baby ones are just they're just like they're feisty. I I have been able to calm down the um the babies that produced that I produced from last season or yeah, the season before that. So they're uh they're pretty chill. And you know, one thing that's crazy is is that um you know um uh oh God damn, his name is is uh, Muscle Super Ser- Serpents University. Why is his not, Dave Palumbo? Um, <laughs> yeah. He he got a. I I believe that the one he got is caramel, but okay. he got a granite zebra for me, possible caramel. And okay. if you look at his YouTube videos, that's that crazy speckled snake that's like yellow and black and. Uh, it's dude it is that's a cool snake and i'm like why did i let that go <laughs> why did i let that go i hate that one i hate it when that happens where you're like you know somebody's like look at this animal and you're like god damn it i'm looking at my evil uh you know my evil girl my caramel granite zebra and i was like well you don't look as nice as that one what the you're hell you're a bitch it's like it's damn. i mean dude i'm sitting here and i have i have a pair of water pythons and for those of you who are keeping count, we're about to mention Australia. Um, it, <laughs> since since we were on Fog Dam and we found that one that was so chill and so cool, I'm like, why is mine such a bitch? Like, I just wanted to be nice and to breed. And then Lon's like, oh, look, water python eggs. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, right. I know. You know. Which congratulations, Lon, for busting water pythonic that early though? What the hell? Yeah, man. I think with I, I have don't know, man. Wrong. I think with the liasses and the scrubs, man. For some reason, I think we're out of sync with the seasons with them. I think that they go earlier. I could be wrong, but it just seems like most of the people that have success. I don't know. Maybe that's not even I mean, true because I, I'm trying to think I, of all the people that breed water pythons, and there's not that many. Um, so, well, I know, and it's <laughs> and there are there's, there are several reasons. One, they have bad attitudes. Two, they're ugly. So you know, it's like they're not they, they don't come in four different morphs. Now, if it was an albino water python, oh, 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 oh yeah. I can get a grand for that. It's I don't know. It's um. It is what it is. Some people are, if I ever breed water pythons, no one will care, but I'll care. I will. Uh, 
of course you will. Yeah. But um, it's <laughs> so I, I, I'm. You may have to cut this part out because I don't want Dennis. I want Dennis McNamara to speak to me again. Um, <laughs> okay. I threw my Maclots pythons together, and I have a Timor and a Roddy Island, so I just put them together. Oh, and I'm dear. like, you'll breed. You'll, <laughs> you'll make Maclots. Like, yeah. I'm like, and I'm sitting there, and they're together, and I'm like, this was a, this is a horrible mistake. <laughs> like, you know, it's too late now, but can't back up. I, I'm going to get really, I, I could get in big trouble for this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, is it that, is it, I mean, there are people that just breed Maclots together, right? I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure it was a Maclots is a Maclots is a Maclots, but then right. we started cutting them up because Roddy Islands have less speckling. So people got all impressed by that. So, but, but gen, like genetically they're the same, right? I think so. Okay. <laughs> but apparently Roddy Islands don't get as big. Okay. Um, Either way, I just I was just looking for Maclots pythons because I'm gonna finally check off that box if it kills me. So yeah, man, that's uh... or gl- or glitch if it kills me or glitch because at this point, you know, it's, he's having a he's <laughs> I mean he's still in Florida so um, <laughs> with poor one guy. eyeball poor guy yeah poor buddy <laughs> so. Um... Uh, well, oh, I was going to tell you that the uh, that you'll be happy with the one lock that I did observe. Yes, it was uh, V and Molly Ringwald. Um, at this at this point, it's like, does that ever kind of disturb you? Because like at one point you had this stellar pair of reds that people would be flipping shit over, which they still rightly should be flipping shit over. But could you imagine if you got them to go earlier, like? Oh, this wasn't yeah. like their first year. Like, come, get, get, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know what it is I'd about. Be interested. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it is about those two. You know, no. I mean, like having having so many different projects. Right. I can't do them all, so it's like you have to pick which ones you want to do and which ones you don't. But the thing that makes me nervous about that is a lot of the snake. Like, I got snakes that are not that it's still young in Python age, but. You know, they're getting there. They're getting up there, ten, thirteen years old. You know, and uh, you know, even yeah, about thirty. I think I think I started getting carpets in '08. So yeah, so you're looking at like thirteen years old, about just about coming into that. Um, I mean, you also got you also got adults. That were older by the time you got them. I mean, it's oh yeah, I have some it's, IJs. It's weird. Oh fours and oh threes. Yeah, you know, Michael Pennell you know. stuff and stuff. But yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's weird to think about because you know I have an oh seven and an oh eight. Um, you know, kicking around here, and then I've got the the oh nines, which are the caramels, and several other stuff. I mean, um, it's just weird to think about. So, dude, that uh, striped caramel female, uh, I'm I got a yeah. brood that I got from you. Yeah, um, she's got to be the, one of the nicest caramels that I've ever seen, man. For like, that's annoying. Coming that's into annoying. <laughs> coming into adult age, dude. That thing uh, is nice. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm like, whew. Did, did I, I contact you last year? And I'm like, I need more caramels. And I'm like, I gave you. Like, you, t- you got one. And I'm like, ah, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. 
I I purposely don't take pictures of her because I don't want you to be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> no, I want to see her now. I want to see her so that I can yell. Okay. Especially because, and here's the thing. Like, I was looking at, um, I have the red that I got from Francis. Right. Uh, Deadpool. Right. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, damn, he's good. And then, like, I'm cleaning. And this is, like, the exact moment you sent me the picture of V and Molly. And, like, I had just closed his bin. I'm like, damn, he's good. Oh, no. (laughs) It was one of these, these, like, oh, no. If I get a red female from V and Molly Ringwald to cross the Deadpool, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not supposed to be a project. No, Eric already has far too much power over me as is. It's like, yeah, it was so. Yeah. Yes, please. I would like one of those. (laughs) So it's like um, it's kind of cool like that. It's like you don't ever I think we had the show, the holiday show, and you were like, what would you add in 2020? I don't remember half of the holiday (laughs) show. Yeah, that was quite fun, wasn't it? I don't want to. It was I. I. For those uh, of you who don't know, I messaged Eric the next day and I go, how did the show end? I don't know. I woke up on my sofa with my headset still on. So uh, Owen had a rough night. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, I uh, Yeah. Towards the end of the show, I was like, I haven't, I haven't heard Owen. In very quiet. Cause he's, <laughs> wait, wait, what is, what's going on? Eating himself as he's passing out and vomiting. Yeah, it's fine. <sighs> we anyway, went hard that night. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. We won't do that again. No, At least that... not till next December. Oh, um, go ahead. God. Anyway, but it's just like you, you think about the projects you're going to add and what you're going to work on, and then something comes up, and it's like, all right, well, you know, I'll dabble in that, and it's going to be something that's cool. So who's to say in like four or five years – the combination of Deadpool and this Molly Ringwald female that you're going to eventually produce for me won't be like the yielding of like crazy ass red babies. There's some really cool looking carpet pythons. And it's like, you don't think about that stuff. You think about what your projects are, but then there's always that one at a left field that kind of surprises you. Yeah. There's, um, I gotta be honest. So I have a red that's I have a red from, um, sort of this, it's a different parents, but, it's along the same lines of uh, the Molly Ringwald stuff from Jason Balin, and it's just a male. Right. And um, he's he's not really striped. He's just a regular type of coastal, but uh, he does have tiger in the lineage. Um, and then I have the jag, and I'm back and forth on whether or not, like, do I put the jag in there do? or do yeah. I put just the straight coastal and just make tigers? But if I make, if I put the jag in there and I get tigers, they're probably going to be better. You know, the stripe will be better. Yeah. Also, um, uh, with the tiger blood mixed with the jag, you're going to get really nice clean backs. Yeah. So, so I was you get like, reduced pattern kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm after the tiger, you know, not running so much the jag uh, part of it. You know, Don't worry, I'll be there for the jag. So you know, you just let me know. Okay, I'll come over. Very yeah. good, very very good. I got this. I got you because you know we're <laughs> uh, friends. Yes, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> Take care of it. Uh, it was funny. I was uh, I was talking to my dad, and I was like, uh, I said, Dad, you know, in season ten, 
you might have to come out of the uh, out of retirement there. And and uh, I said, you know, Owen's dad comes on the holiday show, and he kind of. I don't like, want to speak about that because he, I'm still a little miffed about what happened. Yeah, on I was like, <laughs> I was like, I think Owen needs a little pressure taken off him. This one was uh, dear God, <laughs> this one was a little extreme. This uh, one was rough. So yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe uh, you could come on and bust my balls with well, Jim. <laughs> I mean, if we were thinking about it, we could like, comparing our two fathers, we could actually make an episode of the show based around yours about like what herpticulture was like when he was doing it yeah. and shit like that. Mine is just, you know, <laughs> Comic it's, a bar, it's a jar full of bees that we shook up and threw in a room. Uh, I think that was a, that was a stellar gym performance for sure. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Egging him on dude. Oh, but God. it's, it is what it is, but no, it's, um, the whole we'll just see how the season goes. I I'm excited because it, yeah, last year was such a letdown for me. So I'm really hoping that we have a good year, some good babies, um, some, some projects that actually come to fruition and just some cool stuff. Like, dude, like I, I'm not even talking like I have a het exanic female going to an exanic Jack. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I have a head exanic male going to a caramel Jack head exanic. So who the hell knows what those are going to be? Of course, you know, the numbers are all wrong and Owen will get to pick, you know, a really cool caramel exanic Jag. You guys can all look at it. So, you know, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. That's cool. We'll see um, yeah. One So the cool thing is, is that um, I, I always love this about carpets is that <clears throat> when we are going into breeding season, the Australians are basically have stuff start to hatch out and whatnot. Yes. And, I don't know if you caught it, but every once in a while I would go on and just kind of like take a peek at what's going on on Facebook. And, um, mm-hmm. man, Alex, uh, life, life. I hope I'm saying that right. Life. Yeah. Alex life. Yeah. He, uh, he, he has this, I, I posted it in our little, uh, outline, the picture. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll put it over on the website. Hopefully Alex is cool with that. And, I'll get his permission and all that. But anyway, he has a yellow granite to a high yellow jungle. And that thing, that baby is insane. Like the pattern is just nuts. Yeah. It's <clears> a <throat> lot of, a lot of black on it. Yeah. It's just so cool. I, you know, I, I think that's like the, the, my favorite thing about, uh, about carpet pythons is just that, that it seems like every year you get that, Everybody has it too. Like everybody has that one that hatches out. That's like, what the hell is this? We're gonna get into mm-hmm. that tonight, Terry. He had some some uh, some diamonds hatch out that are that are kind of crazy looking. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into that. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. There's there's a couple things that uh, that I that I can't mention that I'm, I'm once it's out in the open, then then we can talk. Then about we can it. talk but about it. Until then, some no. pretty cool stuff that's that's <laughs> popping up down down uh, down in Australia. So, so the cool. plus side of this podcast is everyone seeks Eric's approval on things, and he just <laughs> yeah, and he just <laughs> sure. and he sends me pictures. So you know that's <laughs> you know yeah, nobody does it the other way around. But um, it's cool to see some of the stuff that people have, kind of like uh, projects that are going on. Um, 
obviously uh, to our friends in Australia. We hope everybody's safe and that your projects are good and your animals are good and you guys are good. Um, it's really kind of crappy that everything's on fire. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we get to back to that. Because that's the other thing is that normally you'd see a ton more pictures of people with projects and the other thing. And I know it's like you just got to be like hectic as hell oh, yeah. uh, over there. So um, hopefully everybody's good that we know down there and, you know, everybody else can get back on their feet pretty quick. But uh, still, it's stellar because we start really seeing these kind of things. And then. In about a month or two, dude, it, you're going to start seeing the early clutches for, like, U.S. and Europe. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like, I've had eggs late in February, like, February, March. Like, it's like, oh, 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 crap. We're almost there. Like, it's yeah, it's really going to be cool. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this season. I think, it, I think it'll be, it will be cool. So. Yep. Things to expect in the ninth season of Carpet Fest. I'm oh, sorry, the ninth season of NPR. Carpet Fest is one of them. The calendar on time, various animals, and um, Thomas yep. Burke coming in for the holiday show at the, the end of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you we're going to end. What I want to do is for the the tenth. Uh, holiday show. We talked about that. Well, we, I won't reveal it yet. We'll talk about that when we get there. Okay. That's that's two years from now. Yeah. So. All right. Real quick before we uh, add Terry into the call, um, uh, the other thing I just wanted to give an update is uh, Carpet Fest uh, for the Northeast. Uh, we're going to be talking about that this weekend and try to like work out some dates, but it may be a little bit different this year. So, but uh, don't. Stay tuned. Panic. Don't <laughs> yeah. panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It'll be okay. <laughs> yes. We're still having it. It'll probably still be at Eric's because I can't hoard all you people. Yes. So um, we're going to settle it down. It's going to be uh, myself, you. I know Matt Mentola is going to be there, and Keith's going to be there today, this weekend. We're all going to talk about it. And then we're going to start contacting the people that uh, volunteered to help us out this carpet fest because we want to get a jump on this stuff yeah and uh we'll figure it out and then we'll go from there yeah. and we'll get the uh dates and we'll make sure that everybody has enough time if they want to come out to northeast carpet fest that's right yep so, cool also we're going to play with bolin's pythons so I if know. no carpet fest discussions happen this weekend, I don't want anybody to be surprised. Bolins, all right? Yeah. Like, don't get mad. Bolins pythons. Yeah, we're gonna try. Yes. <laughs> this is my first time seeing Keith's uh, collection, so mine too. I wasn't oh, there. I thought yeah. you were there. I thought you were. No. There. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. And then we're gonna bring Matt along because eh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> the Godfather of Borneo. So okay. Um, <clears throat> Okay, uh, and, and like I said, we are going to be talking to uh, Terry Burwell tonight. We're going to be talking diamond pythons and rough scale pythons and whatever else kind of stuff that floats in because Terry deals with a whole bunch of different uh, array of species. Uh, but uh, tonight's focus is uh, is diamonds and rough scales. Since is well, let's welcome you first back to NPR. How you doing, Terry? How you been? Hope you had a great holiday and uh, way to start the season. <laughs> Heck yeah! Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> having a good time. So, yeah, good. Cool. I've got I've got eggs in the incubator already. I've never had eggs in the incubator. Holy uh, shit! On on New Year's Eve, but but I've got eggs in the incubator right now. It's it's the the Boiga cynodonts, the dog tooth cat snakes. So nobody's mm. is as surprised as I am. Uh, Did that happen? But, but all t- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we may have to work some Boyega talk in here too, because you know. Yeah, I I put that at the end of the thing because I think Nipper would kill a hooker if we uh, <laughs> if 
we don't uh, talk about we can't, some Boyega. I mean, we didn't say the word niche or niche or niche. That's niche. Right. Yeah, niche is the bad one. Sorry. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he'll be fine. Well. Yeah. So, all right, let's jump. Let's just jump right in. Diamond Python. So, this is the first time you bred Diamond Pythons, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. First attempt. Oh, well, I mean, don't brag about it. I mean, God. <laughs> well, well, there's there's plenty of humble pie coming. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. All righty. So, yeah. I mean, walk us through it. How did you, I mean, did you cycle the animals um, from hatchling to adult? Um, and if not, when do you begin the cycling? Like, that seems to be the big question that I, a lot of people team, seem to have. Yeah. Um, well, I have an interesting situation in that I, let's see, I got them in 2015 and I moved uh, uh, four times. Um, so, (laughs) so, um, so in, 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 in 2015 and their, um, my animals are, well, they were born in 2013 and I got them in 2015. Um, and I was in an apartment in Austin, Texas, and all my snakes were in one room. So everything from collier brids to annulated tree boas to diamond pythons and rough pythons, all these things. And, uh, so in order to get them cool enough, I would just open the window, and it, it didn't get that cold. But um, but I know it got into the 60s in that place, um, and I I mean I dropped them as much as I could mm. without you know without going further, and and I wasn't really paying attention. I wasn't dropping them for them necessarily. as more um, more for the rough scale pythons and um, and the collier and everything that was in there, um, and then I moved to um i actually moved to south carolina that summer and then i moved straight back to texas it was like uh just kidding and moved to west texas so that's when i was in west texas so in, in 2016 uh in 2016 they were in the utility room in my house and it got into the 40s so for oh, two wow. years 2016 and 2017 in the summertime, I would move them into the snake room, which was a spare bedroom. But then in the winter, I would move my rhino rat snakes and the um, the black milk snakes and diamond pythons into this utility room. And it connected to the garage. It was kind of separate. It wasn't separate from the house, but it was kind of off to one side and had a really big window in there. So oftentimes I would open the window. And I temp gunned. I remember I posted on, on Pick of the Week. I temp gunned. Um, one of the one of the diamonds at um, 49 degrees, um, so it definitely got low there. And then uh, we moved into the house that we're in now, February of 2019. So the 2018 2019 season, when I was still in that old house, uh, I just put the I put the diamond pythons in the garage. So it was an uninsulated garage, and um, so I know it got into the into the 40s there, and. That was um, leading up to uh, leading up to breeding season. So right now they're in um, the beginning of the season, or I guess whatever you want to call it. So February of 2019, they were in the garage of my new house, uh, but it's insulated, and I'm here right now, and it's uh, it's 64 degrees next to the garage door on the concrete. So it doesn't get that cold, but we open the garage door all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. we, my, my wife parks her car here, 
So, uh, so they're getting a little chilly, maybe not in the forties, but I know they're hitting fifties, uh, for sure. And, uh, uh lower fifties possibly. I did. I, I mean, I cycle them all the time. I don't know if I did that necessarily on purpose or just, um, I purchased them as, you know, Zubred slow grown diamond pythons. And I, I didn't see a point in speeding up the growth process after that, you know, and, um, keeping them up over the winter and, and feeding them a lot. And, and then I'm just terrified. All you guys, you got me terrified to overfeed a diamond python. So as you should so, be you yeah, have succeeded so, as a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We needed. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. So, so that's what I did. And, um, right now with the babies they're they're in the main room, but it drops into, um, it drops into the sixties at night and, and they've got back heat, um, right now, but I leave the heat on 24 mm-hmm. seven, but that's just kind of what I'm doing right now. Okay. okay. And, and are you okay, attempting to breed? Are you attempting to breed this season? Like, are you going to pair animals, or is this just kind of like a we're just going to maintain you guys like it's normal and then skip a year or something like that? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it, it, it crossed my mind mm-hmm. because uh, you, you know I was really planning on. Uh, after I got eggs on the ground, I was planning, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to get two clutches this year. And then I thought, man, every other year I'll get two clutches. Like, this going to be fantastic. And then and then in a round of a series of events that I'll explain in a little bit, I only got one clutch. And uh, and so that other female, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I, don't know. I mean, I could just pair them. But going over my pictures and reviewing my pictures in review, in review for this podcast, they don't look as good as they looked at the beginning of the season, like a year ago, they looked way better than they look now. And they don't look bad now, but there's just a man. There's just a nice look to a, a good bodied weight snake. And right now they just, they don't have it. Okay. And uh, so as much as I would like to, um, if, if it didn't work out, if I got slugs, I think a lot of people would say told you so. And, and it, including myself, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, so I'm giving them this year off. Okay. Yeah. But they're still in the garage. Like I'm still cooling them down. They haven't eaten. So, so when, when you're, when they're in that, that, uh, that temperature range, you, you know, 40 degrees, 60 degrees, whatever you want to say. Um, what, Mm -hmm. what, as far as heat, what, what, where do they get heat from? And you're saying you're providing it 24 seven. Is it a radiant heat panel and like what temperatures are you shooting? Okay. So, so 24/7. That's for the babies. Okay. So the babies okay. Oh, okay. that hatched this year, they're yeah, they're in a ba- they're in a baby rack. So they okay. got heat 24/7. No, okay. the adults, um, they're in vision cages and they just have a light bulb and and it's on eight to ten hours a day and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Now, do you notice that they? So with my diamond python, similar type of thing, but I noticed that, you know, they'll go out and bask first thing in the morning when the lights come on. Do you notice the same type of behavior? Have you witnessed that? Yeah. Um, but it's what I've found in, uh, in watching them, definitely when they were in the other house. Of course, it was uh-huh. colder. Um, right. But, yeah, I, felt, I feel like you could have set the watch to it, you know, like you just the lights come on. And they go over there and they bask. And um, I'm trying to get a time lapse of it uh, 
so many times where I wanted to get the time lapse of when the light turned on and then to see them all go. <clears throat> but um, where they're at now, I don't know if it's just not getting cold enough or or if the um, the cages on top because they're stacked are getting some belly heat from the light underneath the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that they're not all basking at the same time. You know, you would think like, okay, the light comes on, they're all going to bask at the same time, and then they're going to move away from the heat. You know, but I don't see that as much. But definitely, when they were in the last house, and it was it was much cooler. Um, yeah, I mean, you could set the watch to it. As soon as the lights came on, they were basking. But they did not bask all day. They would just bask, and then they would move away from the heat. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> did you notice that they also, do they seek out food? Have you noticed that? Because I've noticed oh, it free. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, you did. Okay. Dude. Golly. Well, like, before I got them, everybody said oh, diamonds are so tame. They just don't bite. And I don't know if that's a trick or or if, if, if I can. Now, just... now, why? Like, gee, your yes. God. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because you can't, I can't change a water bowl without almost being bitten. Like, it's an ordeal really? to change a water bowl. Yeah, yes. yes, mine were it like is... that. They were just mad. It's not, it's a food thing. They're just like, oh, doors open. Like, they. They yeah. want to eat all the time, at least in yeah. my experience. So. Did they grow out of it, or are they still that way? No, mine, no. Dear God. And, no, I, I had horrible luck with diamonds. And they would, yeah, yeah uh, probably because I fed them too much. So, yeah, it's, they, they were, mm. they never stopped. So, they're like mm. my Womas. I have to literally turn my back on the Womas because they're, I'm in the room. They're like, you're bringing food. Like, at some snake species are just like that. They just... Yeah, constantly want to eat, and you have to ignore them or take a bite. So yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. I was gonna say, I, yeah, I haven't experienced that. That's kind of weird. I mean, I do have this strong feeding response, but I don't uh-huh. know. Like, it may be the difference of like I hook my snakes, so like I usually tap. I do too. Side. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I do too. And uh, have you ever turned your hook around and, like, used the handle, like the soft part to tap on? Yes, all yeah. the time. <laughs> that, that, that ends up in a 15-minute ordeal of me trying to get the snake <laughs> to stop biting the handle. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? <laughs> yeah, Ali, yeah I, got, I, got a, I got this one with a foam handle, and I've got, I got a guy that um, he helps me out. He's kind of – he wants to learn about snakes, and so – uh, so he's helping me clean cages and stuff and he's doing the diamonds and, and he was like, Hey man, I need your help. And I look over and sure enough, it's diamonds, you know, just like eating the snake hook handle. And I was like, Oh yeah, you can't, you can't do that with these. Ones, you know? and, uh, so for, for like 15 minutes, we're, we're trying to get this thing off the handle. And, and, uh, just the other day I was moving them and, uh, one of, them, one of my males, he tapped the, the garbage can at a uh-huh. 55 gallon garbage can sure. and he tapped the sack and latched onto the sack and wouldn't let go. So I, I, was, <laughs> I was by myself. And so I go into the house and I'm like trying to call my wife, which is like anytime. I love my wife so much. She puts up with so much, but <laughs> if I ask her for anything that pertains to help with the snakes. It's like moving mountains, dude. <laughs> so I knew that ahead of time. And I was like, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't need help. Would you please 
cut this snake. Like, cause I was, I was holding the snake in one hand and holding the bag in the other. And I was like, just, please just cut this so he doesn't start eating it. So anyway, we got it out of his hand, but yeah, my snakes are very, very, very food hungry. And, hmm. uh, in, in my whole collection, they're the snakes that I trust the least. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of hilarious situations in diamond pythons, I'm looking at the NPR chat. Is that a diamond <laughs> python in your the brakes of your car? That's the brake caliper. Yeah, that's the brake okay. caliper of my my wife's car. Yeah. All right, explain the hell is going on here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, so I had two clutches go this year. One and, and I wanted to do maternal incubation because I wanted to make Eric proud of me. And, there you go. <laughs> good job. And uh, so. The first clutch, she uh, she laid in um, a flower pot, like an upturned uh, terracotta flower pot that I had okay. in, the, in the cage, and I had tons of, of cypress mulch. So in in um, preparation, kind of in lieu of the egg laying, I just put tons of cypress mulch in it, like four inches mm-hmm. in this vision cage. And um, she ended up not laying in the lay box, but she laid in the flower pot. But I was like, hey, that's fine. That's cool. I've heard a lot of people use those as laying sites and say they're great. And um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And then I broke the number one rule of maternal incubation, which is don't do anything. And, uh, <laughs> and I missed it. Um, and uh, I didn't miss the eggs or anything like that, but I would miss the like the top of the clay pot because you know how it absorbs water. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, this totally makes sense, you know, because I live in West Texas. Like humidity isn't a thing here. So right. like I can understand like, oh, you don't have to do anything in Pennsylvania where you get more than one day of rain a month, you know, <laughs> but we don't. And, and right. that one day of rain is just like 10 minutes and that's it. So uh Anyway, I missed the, the, the pot, and then I was missing the complete opposite side of the cage, um, you know, the, the cypress mulch and everything, thinking this is going to increase humidity, it's going to be fantastic, and it's going to be wonderful. And about a week in, um, look at my notes here, about a week in, I was coming through um, the garage, and I noticed a rotten egg smell. And, you know— oh, no. the, you know that smell. It's like infertile eggs don't smell like that. You know, like that's a good egg that went bad. And I was thinking, I was like, oh man, man, like there must have been some eggs that went bad, and I, I need to get in there to look uh, to pull those eggs, you know, so that I don't mess up the other ones. And when I pulled, I, it became apparent that uh, all the eggs were bad. Like they were blue, oh. you know, and it's, it was, smelled terrible. They were slimy. And um, what had happened is, <clears throat> apparently, I have a baller water sprayer that puts out way more water than I thought, and that water was pooling underneath the cypress mulch and going over to the other side of the cage and where the eggs were. And so the eggs were just sitting in water. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a, that was a that was a kick in the gut. But you didn't ask about that. You asked about that. No, I didn't. No, they, no. We, <laughs> You you went to the dark place. It's like, ah, dude. <laughs> uh, well, I had to I had to say I had to tell that story to tell this story. So I was right. ha- my set my second female was gonna lay a week after that, and, and I wanted to, I mean I still wanted to go maternal, but I thought well it didn't work this time. If it doesn't work the second time, I'm gonna look like a like an idiot. And um, so I, I did some soul searching, and I even called Greg 
And uh, I was like, what you, you know, am I dumb to do it? Or should I, should I do it or should I pull the eggs? Because they were going to be here like that weekend. And um, and he just, he said, hey, man, he said, they're, they're good moms. Just don't do anything. So I let those eggs go. She laid them in the lay box. I didn't do anything. Um, I barely looked at them. And when they hatched, I was, I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. You know, they hatched. I was like, okay, I'm going to give them a day. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to get that that pivotal shot of the mother on the eggs and the baby sticking out, you know. And, and uh, when I come back that afternoon, uh, the, the, mother, the, the female was basking outside of the lay box. And I was like, oh, well, okay, now, now I just need to get them. And I look in there, and I see all the babies are out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. And I sent Eric these pictures. Um, but I go to get a, a bucket mm-hmm. uh, uh, to put some water in it, and it's up on a shelf six feet off the ground on the complete opposite side of my garage where these snake cages are. And when I move that bucket, there's another bucket behind it. And the, the five-gallon bucket, you know where the handle, like how it would hang down? Yeah. Uh-huh. There was a diamond python perched right there. Mm. And I'm looking at it like, I know what that is. Why is it it's there? It's not supposed <laughs> to be there. <laughs> and it just slowly sinks in that if that one's there, then it means it came from over there. And if that one's out, then how many others are out? So I quickly open the lay box. I count the babies and I count the eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 13 babies and I only had four in the lay box. Oh, no. So oh, wow. I had. How, how did they had, get out? Well, it's, it's a vision cage, and so I was like, oh, they, they must have got out bet- between the glass, you know, right. the sliding glass doors. Yeah. But on closer inspection, you know how most vision cages aren't square? If you really <laughs> look at the windows, they're not square. And, right. and there, there's a gap. You can put your pinky through. That's um, enough. That's, wh- way, that's where, more than Where enough. it reaches. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... And there wasn't a single baby in the cage. You would think like, oh, okay, like we're going to find some in the cage, right? No, there were four in the lay box, but every single one of them that got out of the lay box got out of that cage. And uh, so I found one on the bucket, and then uh, and then I had my trash can uh, underneath that, and I picked that up, and there was one underneath the trash can. And then I went over, and I found... Uh, one in a box, and I, I sent pictures to Eric of all this stuff, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, with like the numbers of like this is where number one was found. Seven, yeah. Was found. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then I found one in a just in a box full of junk underneath the cage, and then it's on one of those. The cages are on like a Home Depot rack, and the the like a shelf, but the shelf isn't solid. It's uh, it's like wire, right? And so I looked underneath the cage, and there were two of them perching, just like beautiful little black chondro pythons underneath the cage in, yeah. in this wire. And um, so, so that was one, two, three, four, and five. That's, and then yeah. we're looking everywhere. And my wife has a black car. She has a she has a black car in the garage, and it's um, it's August in Texas. It's like 110 degrees outside. So I'm like, I was freaking out. I was like, we got to find these babies. So we looked everywhere, couldn't find them. But I did find that one in the brake caliper. I was just searching the wheel wells and underneath the wheels and everything. And by pure dumb luck, 
I saw it in the brake caliper. And oh, uh, I was like, there's Christ. no way. So we pull the wheel off and we tickle it out of the brake caliper. And, uh, and you know, so we get that one. And then I was still missing one, two, let's see, one, two, three. I was still missing three. And, and uh, so every night I would come out in the garage with my flashlight and I would go herping in my garage. Did and, you just not let, and, did you like not let your wife use her car? Like, is that like, well, how did you get around that? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, <laughs> I, I forbid her to use her car, but I said, if you don't have to use your car, it would be awesome. If you did. <laughs> so, so she didn't use it for like three days. And, uh, and every night I would come out and I would, you know, I'd put my daughter to bed and then I would come out in the garage with a flashlight and I would just, I would just try to find snakes in my garage. And shockingly, it was pretty easy to do. Like I found one right away. Like they show up at night way easier. Yep. And, uh, I, I found one, um, like, and this is so crazy. Just the way you, like I had, a, um, a two by four leaning up against the wall. It's like six feet tall. And this thing's on the top of the two by four. And, and, uh, and then I found another one inside my, I have a snake room inside my garage and it wasn't fully sealed because I hadn't trimmed it out. I found another one in the snake room the next day. And then the final one I found, my wife did, uh, leave and, uh, she took the car and I was working in the garage. And when she came home, she opened the garage door and I looked out in the driveway and it was in the driveway. Oh, and, you can't. Oh, it, it, it was burnt to a crisp. I mean, it was dead because it uh-huh. was 110 degrees outside. But I don't know if it was in her car and it fell out when she left, or yeah. if it had crawled into the driveway and that got into my truck and then you know got hot and fell out and died, or or if it had escaped the garage and then just been crossing the driveway and. You know, that's like the Sahara Desert, you know, for a, yeah. for a polar bear. I mean, it's just, it was dead. So I recovered all of them. Yes. Um, and only had one fatality. And uh, I don't know how many people outside of Australia have gone herping in their garage for diamond pythons, but I can say that I have. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, it reminds us, uh, it reminds me of um, ICAST where Balin brought the zebra jags, like, and it was like the first cut <laughs> of zebra jags. Uh, yeah, I remember that. They got, they got loose in his car, so we were literally dismantling uh-huh. his car yeah. in the parking uh-huh. lot at ICAST, like uh-huh. ripping oh, seats man. out and stuff. And he, and he still didn't find all of them. I think he said he found them in his garage, like, Months later, he just opened a drawer and there was one or something like that. It was mm-hmm. weird. Yep. Yeah. Man, it's heartbreaking when you crawl underneath a vehicle and you look at all the places a baby snake could be. I mean, <laughs> it's just, just so overwhelming. And you can think I learned my lesson, but no. in September, I had annulated boas and uh, they were born and I had them in a vision cage also. But to my credit, I was like, okay, I've got two weeks before they're going to be born, right? Like I went okay. the I saw when the last when they had the last litter and counted from when she um, from when she to when she laid and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm I've got this. But they came two weeks early, and <laughs> I I don't Can know I, how many. And that's what sucks. I don't know how many she had. Damn but, live um, bears! It's like this. I, I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there was there was one in between the sliding glass, like halfway out. And, uh, and, but it wasn't out. And I was like, oh, if it didn't get out, maybe, maybe none of the other ones got out. And, um, and then, uh, like 
three days later, I was on the opposite side of the snake room and I was in my hatchling rack and I, I, I pull out and I check in some rhino rats and I go to push the tub back in. It's it doesn't go in all the soft, way. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> I've oh, been there. It's I like, know, what is that? I know that feeling. I know that feeling. So who knows how many annulated boas she had. I, I got, I got five. The last litter, she had 11. So who knows? But my, my snake room is pretty, pretty tight. I, I don't think there's any more in there, but, but I have learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. Are you sure? <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I certainly hope so. If you come back later and you're like, so, well, you know, we bred the rubbies, but dog tooth cat snakes. Yeah. Well, We're turns out that out. Uh... no, not gonna happen. You know, I, 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 I poke fun and, you know, I hatched the mangrove monitors and I came in and they were loose in the incubator because mm. shit with hands can open bins. And apparently that's wow. something you need to plan for. So, yeah, sometimes you just don't think about it. You're like, oh, yeah, that you should yeah. probably have done that. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's cool. Uh, wow. OK. Yeah. Um, wow. That's quite a story, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just picture my wife in bed, you know, watching Netflix, and I come in at 11 o'clock every night with another baby diamond python. I'm like, oh, I found another one. I found another one. <laughs> I mean, did you have like a like headlamp? Like, did you go all out like with this thing? Oh yeah, oh, I had good. the headlamp. I had my my good flashlight. Yeah, all well, out. It's gonna well, be the new trend. I can't afford to go to Australia trip, so, so release my animals, my animals in my house and go herping for them in there. There you go. In the house. There you go. And At it's, the very it's, least, it's good practice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's horribly disheartening because it's like, you know, Terry's checking and he's doing all these things. In my mind, I'd be doing my due diligence until I found a baby in the brake caliper. And they'd be like, I have no idea where they are. They can be anywhere yeah. now. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so once you secured all the babies... Let's talk about how you set them up. Raise them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what's your basic setup yeah. for a baby diamond python? Um, ideally, I'd, I mean, I'd like to set them up. Like, I mean, I've seen the video that you do. Um, then that's how I set up the the roughies. You know, basically, I had a for the roughies. I put them in six quart tubs, and I wanted to do that with the diamonds, uh -huh. but I didn't. I didn't have a rack, so. Mm -hmm. I ended up putting them in at first um, my Reptile Basics rack, which is it's like the footprint of a V18 tub, but okay. it's super short. It's super short. It's like the height of um, like an eight ounce deli cup. You know what I mean? Oh saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's what only, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's only like an in, like it's a little over an inch high. So you know, perching was out. You know, but I put them yeah. in there, um, and uh, I just went paper towel and um toilet paper hide box you know water bowl and the reason i did that was with the roughies i, I did the whole thing sphagnum moss because i mm. had really good experience with rhino rat snakes and stimson's pythons i just put uh, sphagnum moss in the whole tub and they can hide in the whole thing and uh it was great but then when i went to feed the roughies i found that it was difficult uh, it was difficult to, i guess to like feed them without the prey item getting dirty or like it was harder for them to find it because they had more places to hide or something. So anyway, I ended up before I had the diamonds, I, I had switched the roughies back to 
to um, paper towel. And so it was just a, a simple paper towel and water bowl and, and hides. But one thing I haven't done before is the, the, the toilet paper and the paper towel roll hides. Uh-huh. I'm sold. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. Aren't they the greatest? Yeah. 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 There's something about being able to squeeze, you know, mm-hmm. like they can they can get in there and then they can squeeze on all ends. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a, tra- a traditional hide, they squeeze and it just lifts up. Right. Yeah, like I was always taught that snakes want to feel when they when they go into a hide, they want to they want their body touching the sides All of sides. the yep. yeah. So they they that yeah, makes them yeah. feel secure. It make me feel claustrophobic. But <laughs> they feel good about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've seen <clears throat> I've seen a uh, similar thing. Like I bought a bunch of cork bark. And right. I got these cork rounds, you know, and I was putting them, and it was amazing how how much more the snakes used the cork bark than they did the other hides that they had, you know, even just resting on top of it, like the snakes that are hiding all the time, you know, some of my Boiga species hiding all the time, but then I put cork bark in there and now they're out in the open all the time, but they're resting on top of the cork bark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's interesting. It is because uh, I've seen the same things. I I have the Chinese King rats and I put in Mm -hmm. these, PVC black shelves and they weren't touching them and then I had a bunch of flat pieces of cork bark and I just kind of screwed them down to the black shelves and now they just sit on top of it. It's just yeah. something about that. They don't like it if it's smooth. If it's textured, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, good to sit on. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, it's cool. Yeah. Hmm. I know this is sort cork of... Cork bark wasn't, wasn't so expensive. I know, <laughs> yeah, right? God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Veering off real quick. For your adults, do you use the same type of thing, adult diamonds? I find that uh, I start I started offering mine perching, and I find that they mm-hmm. use that a lot. Did, mm-hmm. what's, what's your experience? Yeah, my, my uh, I keep them basically throughout the year. I keep them in Vision two twenty twos. Okay, it's um, so they're twenty four wide by twenty four high, and they're twenty no, they're twenty eight wide, twenty eight by two feet by two feet. Right. Okay. So they're two feet high, and um, and yeah, I've got I've got branches and crepe myrtle and bamboo, and I got all kinds of perching in there, and they're always in there, um, always up high. In fact, my male, <laughs> like for several months, he's he's up there right now. Like he's I don't know that he's come down like three times all winter, and uh, but but yeah, they hundred percent use use those perches, which is what sucks when they want to bite you and you can't get them out and their <laughs> tail is wrapped around the perch. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. so anyway, all that means is mine don't come out very often, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're up high a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that, uh, quite a bit. Um, okay. So with the babies, um, I know we're, we'll backtrack. I know we're kind of like all yeah. over the place. All over but, the place. Uh, yeah. No worries. Um, the babies, are you, you – I'm imagining it's heat tape that you got hooked up or something similar to that, right? Yeah, yeah. What so you... I have since uh, – I got I got a V18 rack, uh-huh. so now they've got three-inch belly belly heat now. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. So what are you and shooting for the, as far you know, as – the green fiberglass fence, perch. Mm-hmm. And, oh, cool. And all that. So now, now, now they've got perches, but I had to get that rack. Right. So it's mm-hmm. a vision rack? Is that what you got? V18? It's uh it's a JPM Reptilia if you're familiar with the bar cages. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Doug Barbix, yeah. Um there's a 
There's a provider here out of Austin. Uh, his name's Jason, and uh, JPM Reptilia is. It, I got a lot of cages from him, and and oh, okay. uh, yeah, I like them. I like white. I don't want. I want. I want black. And right. it's so hard to find a black, uh, a white rack. Um, everything is black. Yeah. Reptile basics, animal plastics, sea serpents, like all of these things are black. And I was like, I don't want black. I want a white <laughs> rack. And uh, <laughs> so, so he's got a white rack. Yeah, it's hard to. Uh, it's I'm, I don't know about you, but when my racks don't match, I kind of get crazy. Uh, you know? uh-huh. <laughs> I am I am the opposite. I want the black ones, and I have these two giant white ones that are like so tall and I've had them forever and they will never be replaced. But the only complaint I have about them is they don't match. They don't match the rest of the room. Yeah. <laughs> like right. It's... Yeah. 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 Well, one five zero five Lumina drive, Midland, Texas. Okay. <laughs> I'll, right over. I'll ship them. We'll, okay. All right. It'll be a big freight buddy. I mean, right. <laughs> we'll take a trip. We'll, we'll take, take a trip. Yeah, we'll just drive yeah. to Texas. Yeah. 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 I mean, you guys didn't like what's what's this about the Texas people kicking out the carpet fest for Condro Fest? I mean, Terry, come oh, on, Terry, 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 Terry. I mean, not all right. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of over here by myself in West Texas, so I, I don't know what they get, they do over there. Uh, I'm we, pumped, we, I'm for. I've been asking Bill. I was like, you know, what's that Ryan Barchek video came out? I was like, Bill, I've seen the place now. You got it. Right. Yeah. But it's time. No excuses. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are none yeah. left. Yeah, that's right. God, that's right. Cool. I want, uh, I want a southern you, southern carpet fest skeet shooting. That's what I want. Really. Yes. Badly. Yes. <laughs> and I think if anybody can make that happen, I think Bill can make that happen. So I mean, Eric would take one shot and go flying backwards, and then we. <laughs> no, man, that lower center of gravity. That's yeah. you're right. He, you're right. He'd yeah. be amazing. Yes, you would be the one flying backwards as I. I would you know. like separate. I'd separate my shoulder and be like, "Well, we have to go now." Like, right. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. diamond python. So, how difficult were they to get going? Uh, typically, they're uh, <laughs> they're somewhat of a struggle because they eat. Skinks. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, um, I didn't have. A... I didn't have a really hard time getting them no? going. Um, I no, I waited. So they hatched on August sixth, and, and they started. They shed eleven days later, and then my first feeding trials were on the 29th. And um, not all of them ate, but um, I was feeding some. You know how it is. It's like you're feeding something else, and then you look at that, and you're like, ah, oh, I guess I could try it. You know, mm-hmm. and I tried it, and some of them ate, um, but they're so bitey that uh i have not had a difficult time uh, um feeding them and then i also because i was doing the roughies i just went and got um uh live pinky rats and i i can't believe how difficult it is to get live mice here like i can't get really? live mice N- not not within two hours like the, the only place i know that has live mice is in abilene which is two hours to the east or to Lubbock, which is two hours to the north. And but there's a rat guy that's just 30 minutes uh, over in Odessa, and so I can get I can get rats all day long. Um, but to get live mice is almost impossible. Um, and so I just I just fed them live pinky rats, um, the ones that wouldn't eat. But to be honest, I didn't have I didn't have a hard time. 
I mean, is there a reason? See, I think I, yeah, I think I know what it is. I think right, you guys haven't had clutches and clutches of baby rhino rat snake. You're right. I'm working on that. I okay. promise I'll do better. <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like... It's like anything is better than that. It's like, oh, it only took five times before it ate. It's like, okay, this is not too bad, you know? You're like, uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like it's not this fresh hell. You know, it's yeah. – um, it, it is really cool that you had all those things going on at once. So definitely the rhinos are worse. And then would you put the ruppies and then the diamonds or would you flip it? The diamonds were easier to get going than the ruffies were. Damn. For sure. All right. Um, and uh, like I said, that first that first feeding trial, I mean, only three eight, and that would have been an, like an extra. Uh, that was a like a like a fuzzy mouse, mm-hmm. uh, pre killed, just on in their tub, right, and then just yeah. left alone. Um, and so, I, you know, I wasn't really expecting any of them to eat. Um, so I was I was happy that any of them did. And then, um, you know, they just looked good, like. You know, you look at something, you're like, oh, man, like this baby snake needs to eat like it's dire, you know. Yeah. And then there's other times where you're like, you know, this snake hasn't eaten in a month, but it looks like he could go another month. Like he looks fine, right. you know. And maybe that's a little of the, you know, student of the serpent type thing. But it was just like, I'm just not stressing about it. And uh, and yeah. And then that with the pinky rats, um, it just, yeah, it was it was fine. Like it wasn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry if that's not what no, you to no, no, no. You're you're right on the money. Where it's like I, I, I think yeah. I think people got into the sense of them being difficult. One, we can always go back to the the rumors of like 80s and 90s snakes that were pulled from the wild, and oh my god, mm-hmm. it doesn't like captivity. Well, no shit. Like you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. also it, it, I do think that people will try to feed their baby snakes after they've shed too early. And if you do and they have a bad kind of experience with that, that's going to throw them off for like weeks to come. It's almost like let it shed and then let it get hungry. Let it let it let it figure stuff out first. So, yeah, I don't know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I waited two weeks after they shed and I still think I jumped the gun. You know, I think it would have been fine to wait a month after they shed as opposed to a month after them being born. Yeah. Um, And and, uh and, you know, I mean, I hadn't thought about this till now, but mm-hmm. them being in those smaller tubs, you know, kind of the, the general rule of thumb is, you know, give a carpet python something to perch on because that's what it hunts from and it feels safe. Right. But maybe these smaller tubs, this more confined space had an unintended consequence of, of making them feel safer. And so they could eat. I don't know. I didn't do that on purpose, um, but they, they weren't difficult to get going, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe something you know, to consider. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Maybe. All right. So um, when it comes to your breeding stuff, I mean, what what does your preseason look like for the diamonds? I know you were talking about uh, the body weights of your snakes earlier, like right before cool down. Like, do you kind of pump them up in the summertime a little bit? Um, do you have anything special you do before the season gets going? I um. I thought, and this is, man, this is where good record keeping really comes into play. And it takes uh-huh. doing an, a, an interview like this to, um, that, like, that's the kick in the butt that I need. <laughs> but I, I would have told you if you just asked me, I was like, oh, yeah, I feed pretty heavily in the spring, really sparsely in the summer, and then pretty heavily 
and and heavily for down in python not like heavily heavily just like, <laughs> like you know I mean? every other day it's like no no jerry yeah don't get me wrong uh and but i looked back at my at my notes and i yeah. fed i fed him once a month from oh my from fe- god from feb- from february to um like september october uh i stopped feeding in october so if i fed him in october it would have been like right at the beginning and then that's it um, I just feed them once a month. Um, but I feed them, I feed them pretty big meals. Um, and, uh, at the time I had a, I had a reticulated Python and I was feeding the retic and, you know, 11 foot long retic and the diamond pythons, the same exact meal. And my males are small. Like my males aren't big. Mm-hmm. And, um, some would say my, my females are small maybe, but, um, uh, and man, put that rat in there. I mean, we're talking about like extra large rat Yeah. and you put it in there and I'm thinking there's no way, there's no way. Like I made a mistake, you know, and they would finish the rat before the retake would <laughs> they had no problem at all, at all. That's and, awesome. I don't know why I do that other than I don't want to feed them a lot and they're clearly hungry. They're so hungry all the time. And so in my, in my thought process with that is I don't want to feed them very often. So when I do feed them, I'll feed them a big meal. And I, I think I got some of that from, um, from some books I've read, but then I know I've heard Will Bird say that he feeds his animals, you know, pretty big meals. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I also was thinking of, when you see pictures of not only diamond pythons, but carpet pythons in the wild eating something, it's always mm-hmm. huge. It's always yeah. monstrous, you know? And there might be some unintended consequence with that as well in that uh, if they eat something small, they can probably eat it pretty quickly without being detected and get into the bush without somebody coming and snapping a picture of it, right? Right, right, um, right exactly. They can get away. We don't yeah. see those carpets. Right. So it, it might not be that, oh, it's more, quote, unquote, natural to feed them larger prey items. But, um, but you know, but that is what I do. I, I feed them once a month um, and uh, – Try not to feed, and and then I shut off feeding in October, and I don't start again until after I warm them back up, which is like February, March. And yeah. this year, after I warmed them up, which was crazy, the males wouldn't eat, which mm. which is like I was really excited. I was like, what if after they breed, they become tame? You know what I mean? Like I finally yeah. gave them what they wanted, and, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, all right, dude, you're pretty cool. You know what I mean? But, You're all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, one of the females refused to eat until she laid, and one of the females would eat. But and and, and <clears throat> those females I was feeding, I was feeding really small items. So whereas before, you know, I was feeding them an extra large rat or even a double XL rat. Now I'm feeding them a small rat, and just and just one at a time. So um, the meals that I was offering was really small in in the spring there because I didn't want the the males to be out digesting instead of courting and mating. And I didn't want the females to have anything too big. So, um, I offered them small meals and only one female would eat. And her response wasn't a normal response. Like it was, I was like, okay, I'll eat. But, um, she wasn't ravenous. Okay. Hmm. It, it's kind of hard because like you think about it where it's like this will be the, like it's almost like every once in a while you get that one snake that comes out of breeding season and it's a completely different animal than when it went down. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But after they laid and everything, they went back to being 
normal again. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have that moment where you're like, oh, oh, we're back to this again, are we? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, you go look for my babies out in the garage. I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> These are your problem now. It's like, okay. So mm-hmm. um, did you, uh, could you kind of run us through your cooling? I know you kind of touched on a little bit about like, the temps that you're getting them to, or mm-hmm. you let you let them get to in your previous homes. Um, what are you doing for cooling now? Is it like a harsh cut or is it a gradual go down? Or is it like, you know, are you shoveling snow into their cage? Like, uh, what, are, what are we doing? You've never, here? you've never been to West Texas. Have I have you? not, no. <laughs> what is it like? <laughs> Darwin, Australia. Seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen snow since I've been here. Oh, okay. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but we have been getting frost uh, lately, and uh, which is which is pretty nice. But so this year, this year, I don't have a way of cooling my garage other than opening the garage door, right? Okay. And I bought a house with an insulated garage, and I I would I feel kind of dumb cooling <laughs> cooling it. <laughs> When I paid a lot of money to insulate it, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, <clears throat> but the nice part about it is that it stays cool in the summer when it's 110 degrees outside. So, uh, so it's definitely worth it. But <clears throat> the, like I said, the, the, the cages are right next to the garage door and the garage, this, we use this garage all the time. So every day, multiple times a day, sorry, the garage door goes open and, uh, and like I said, right now, I'm sure they're getting into the 50s. However, All right. last year, so the season that, that they that they went, they um, they were in the 40s for sure. Mm-hmm. Upper 40s, you know, and probably more in the 50s in the 40s. And they probably didn't. And, and uh, well, of course, they didn't stay in the 40s because um, they had heat in the daytime. And then as it warmed up in the day, the garage would also warm up. Right. Um, but they were there. Um, from, I wrote it down here. So I stopped feeding in October. In November, I dropped the temperature, um, and then and then they were out there until February, and uh, and I I ended up pairing them in March. And oh, okay, this is what you need. So yeah. I I, got, I wrote down <laughs> the annual average weather for Midland, Texas, and, uh-huh. and so. In November, the average high and low is 70 degrees and 45 degrees. In December, yeah, in December, it's 61 and 36. In <laughs> January, it's the same, 61 and 35. And then it starts to, like, warm up in February, 67 to 39. And then in March, the average high is 75 degrees. Okay. Wow. That happens so, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty – it's uh, – uh, um, I know. I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's if it's Greg or, or who I heard that they said that their diamonds were in their basement and mm. they, they just as soon as the temperature gets to fifty five. Uh oh. Mm. We lose them. Maybe. Sounds like it. Uh, it says he's there. I don't know. Maybe you muted your uh, mic, Terry. We can't hear you anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Me. 
Uh, I got you go. now. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Got you now. Yep. Okay. okay. I'm going to try to go back to my headphones. This is the speaker. Let me hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. How about now? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. 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 I just lost my headphones, but oh well. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so glad that we can cut. How about now? Gotcha. Yes. Yep. I'm back. Gotcha. Yep. I got you. And you're back. For some reason, I just left my headphones. What was the last thing you heard? That Greg drops it to 55 and then cliffhanger. (laughs) yeah 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 so if i did that in here in west texas i i'd i'd never get i'd never be able to do it it'd be like two weeks you know (laughs) two weeks Mm -hmm. in december or january and then it would be warmer than that so i i really like what lawrence was saying you know talking about scrub pythons he says hey look i'm not telling you how to do it i'm just telling you how i did it you know right and I, I, I love that because then you can read into it and you can take anything. And we talk about this all the time, right? Like the whole, you know, whether you're breeding in, in the desert in West Texas or whether you're breeding in um, you know, the rainforest of North Carolina, you know, like sure. um, where it rains all the time. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that, that come into factor there. And, uh, but, and I didn't get diamonds for a really long time because I was afraid I couldn't get it cold enough here. Mm. Yeah, that's why I wanted to uh, really hone in on like how you're keeping them because of that and like how mm-hmm. you bred them because, you know, you'll hear a lot of people, you know, further south where the temperatures are similar to what you what you have. That even Bill said that. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm afraid that I I didn't get them cold enough. Um mm-hmm. So so do you believe that that's a huge factor in part of their breeding uh you know, getting them to go? is the temperature in your experience? I mean, I mean, I've never not had them go. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I mean, I mean, no, like, I mean, I just did it because this is what you guys are telling me to do, right? Like, I mean, I'm reading the books, I'm listening to the podcast, you know, like I'm taking notes and I'm like, okay, this is how you do it. This is how I'm going to do it. And then you're asking me, so you think it works? <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I guess it does. That's, that's, the, that's the pot calling the kettle black. But right, right, right. you said it worked. That's why I did it. Right. Listen, <laughs> guinea, listen, guinea pig. We didn't know if it was going to work. All right. <laughs> you have to come back and tell us that we were right. You know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it worked, you know. So, right. um, and, uh, and you know, like some snakes, like you cool them down, they they just look mad, you yes. know, like they're just not happy. Man, right. that ain't diamonds. Like they were fine. Like they looked great. And I've heard multiple breeders say that. Like, yeah. cool them down. They love it. It's fine. And like in the morning, I get up to go to work. I open the garage door. There's frost outside. It's it's literally freezing cold, and they're two feet from outside, <laughs> and and they're they're fine. Like, yeah. I've, you know, they're fine. So, yeah. Did did does? Let me ask this question. Did did you feel like the first time that they were at that temp? Did it kind of like? Did you feel like it was wrong? Like I, I felt like if it was wrong, I'm like, well, this is just too cold. Well, I think one thing that I've got going for me is that, you know, the first thing I ever read was rhino rat snakes. 
Oh, and okay. So I'm taking those down into the 40s, you know? Okay, so and, you're used uh, to it. I mean, I, I literally have rhino rat snakes in my chest freezer right now um, because because I can't get it cold enough, you know, here. And uh, um, I got the freezer on a thermostat, but um, that's that's how I cooled them down. And so it wasn't, it wasn't as scary to me. And then um, I think there's a lot of... Um, kind of a lot of naivete that I'm just like, well, Eric and Owen said it would work. So because <laughs> that was, that was my attitude with maternal incubation too. I was like, well, if it doesn't work, I'm just going to blame Eric. You know, it's yeah. not my fault. That's and, uh, what I do. I mean, most of the time it's like, Eric, Eric screwed me on this. He had nothing to do with it, but yeah. yeah. You, know. you didn't, you didn't yeah. follow the notes. You do yeah. nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't exactly. touch it. Yeah. Yeah. I made the same and, uh, mistake, man. Yeah. You had snakes to skip. Oh, you mean ruining MI? Yeah, I had uh, I had a clutch. Uh, well, this was in 2018. I had a clutch, um, and uh, it was uh, Exanic uh, Coastals. And mm-hmm. um, I had this. It was lower to the floor. And mm-hmm. I think that it just couldn't. She couldn't provide enough humidity. Uh, she just couldn't. And and they dried out, mm. you know. That's just mm. a guess, you know. It's just mm-hmm. weird that all the other snakes that I do maternal incubation with are, are higher up in the room. I don't know if that factors into anything or not, but something mm-hmm. that I'm curious about. Uh, yeah. But it just seemed to be uh, too dry uh, for yeah. them. So, yeah, you live and you learn. Mm. Yeah, so. yeah. I did. I mean, I did. You know, you asked me, you know, did it feel wrong? Like, I did temp gun the snake and post it on Morelia Pick of the Week and on the Diamond Python forum. I'm like, am I really doing this right? You know? And because and, and, it read 49 degrees, you know, on the snake. Right. And everybody was like, perfect. You could even, this is perfect. Don't, you're doing everything right. Right. And uh, so that the community really, and probably more with Diamond Pythons than anything else. And maybe that's just because I've asked more questions with diamond pythons, but man, they've been really helpful, really, really helpful. Which, yeah. go ahead. You know, I wasn't expecting. You know, because yeah. So, not not to take anything away from them, but when you mention diamond pythons, I feel like the, the first question is, is it pure? What lineage is it? Right. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. and I mean, if you want to go there, I got mine from Bushmaster. And when I when I called Cam and I well I, I emailed him I said you know what lineages are they he said call me and he he mentioned all of the lineages that are pure but he said he either couldn't or wouldn't tell me which ones it were because okay. um, because they were zoo bred and the whole um, you know, this is not all zoos want the private sector to have animals. And if it came out that zoos were providing animals to the private sector, he didn't basically, he didn't want the private sector to contact a zoo and say, Hey, I got these snakes from this guy. And they said, they came from you. Did you tell me more about them? Right. Right. And, and I respected that. And I says, you know what? I'm not, I mean, whatever, like I'm in it for the snakes. I, you, you look at them and you know, I've, I've had people look at them that, our diamond python breeders, you know, that, that we know. And they said, you know, they don't hesitate at all. And, and they says, yep, you're good, you know, but, um, but yeah, they're undocumented diamond pythons. I mean, 
mm. if you want to get down to brass tacks. I don't know what lineages they are, um, but they're still just pretty, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, man. Diamond diamond python guys are are insane when it comes to that, and and mm-hmm. it's there. There was some kind of thread the other day. I can't remember what it was, and I I started to read it, and that's why I kind of like. I know it's our page, but I kind of stay away from that as much as possible because yeah. I'm what, always the getting the week. No, no, no. The diamond Python one, oh, because yeah, one. <laughs> it's just, it's exactly what you just said. It's just about, you know, Oh, what bloodline? Oh, it's this bloodline. Oh, that bloodline's not pure. And then you'll have 10 mm-hmm. guys that say, Oh yeah, well I talked to this guy and this guy mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And they are mm-hmm. pure. And then the other side of it is saying, no, 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 that's bullshit. You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I talked to this guy and, you know, it's just, come on, man. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm all into lineage and stuff and, and I do, I do appreciate it and I do like it for my snakes, but uh, I do have diamonds that are also crosses. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I got both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean the only, the only time that I thought that it would be an issue is if I came to sell the offspring and then maybe nobody would want them. Right. But yeah. Right. But that's not why I got them, you know, right. like, and so I didn't care about that. I was just like, well, as long as I have the experience and, uh, you know, that's what I'm going for. And, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say I haven't had any, any negative, I mean, I haven't had any negative experiences with it. I've been totally upfront with everybody that's contacted me about them. And, uh, I've, you know, I've sold some and I haven't advertised at all. Like I haven't put them up for sale at all. Right. And I've sold, and I've sold three. So, um, that, that, you know, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel good about the community. It makes me feel good that, you know, yeah. People also want a really pretty snake, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I think, uh, you, oh, man, you, I just lost my train of thought. You, you had said, oh, uh, I think the fact that you're just up front with people with mm-hmm. like, you're not trying to paint it other something that it's not, yeah. you know? Like, you're yeah. not saying, like, oh, well, Cam told me that these were pure lines and there was all the line, but I can't say which ones because, you know, there are guys that do that. And, like, mm-hmm. they, they try to pass it off, you know, as something that's not. But I don't know. Sometimes you have to mm-hmm. wonder with some of the, you know, the di- like when you see guys from Australia posting up pictures of diamond pythons from the wild and you got mm-hmm. some knucklehead saying, oh, that, 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 that doesn't look like a, pe-, like, yeah. What do you mean it doesn't yeah. look like a pure? Yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> it's from the wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. like, oh, banging my head against the wall. Like, dude, your your sample size for like captive bred diamond pythons is what? We have like maybe five bloodlines and like two of them are pretty much non-existent in, in the U.S. or anywhere mm-hmm. in the world anymore. And Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just it's it's a crazy debate, you know. It's it's yeah. the one that will forever go on, I guess, when it comes to carpet pythons. But or 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 will it? I mean, how? I mean, so I mean, let's just take an example. Let's take San Diego Zoo, right? So yeah. if you got San San Diego Zoo diamonds, what are you breeding them to? Are you breeding them to San Diego Zoo diamonds so that they're all San Diego Zoo, or are you That's... crossing them with Gary Valle? So now you've got a cross. You know what I mean? And then yeah. what does that cross go to? You know, so are you putting that cross to, you know, two other different lines, you know, and then now you've got four different lines in, in that offspring. And then now what do you put that offspring? So are we going to, in 20, 30, 40 years, are we going to have, you know, 10% 
San Diego Zoo. You know, I mean, like, how is that going to work out? You know, so right. in, in my mind, unless you keep them together, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I mean, they have the longevity to do it. You know, I mean, I get that. But if Australia never opens and if zoos, you know, don't work with that to to put any more new lines out there in 50 years, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it's not going to be us maybe doing it, right. but in 50, 60, 70 years, it's going to be gone anyway. Maybe that's the wrong attitude because you say, okay, that's a problem for 50, 60, 70 years, but what we've got now, we can, you know, we can, we can preserve. And I'm all about that. Um, right. I'm just like, don't be the dude from Jersey that says that's a cross. And you didn't look at the guy's profile and find out that, Oh, oh he lives in Sydney, Australia. And he just took that from his backyard. You know what I mean? Correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah. So, Anyway, I didn't want to go down that road too long. But, uh... <laughs> no, no, no. We we need to go down that rabbit hole more. Right. right. Well, it's, it's I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just getting old and I don't have time for stuff. Like I know I know my time is limited, and I don't want to be wasting it arguing Guys. about whether or not this snake is is pure or not. You know, it's it's this bloodline. Okay, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And well, and something that I mean, so uh, you saw the two snakes that came out of it, right? Those two funky yes. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there were two snakes that came out of the clutch that that were like they looked different. They were way lighter. They were they were super yellow, right? Right. And um, or you know looked like they'll be yellow. And I I took pictures of them and I shipped them. I I, I asked Greg Heim. I was like Greg what is this? I was like, is this just a, like a high yellow or is this a reduced pattern? Like, I didn't want to call it a reduced pattern diamond, you know? And right. he didn't hesitate. He was like, yeah, that's a reduced pattern diamond. So there's a lot of variation. Um, there's a lot of variation in that phenotype. He says, yeah, it is. And um, so I was like, oh, cool. Thank Sweet. you. <laughs> yeah. So here's another part of that kind of like upsets me with the diamond pipe that like that, that that gene in particular mm-hmm. has not been figured out. I right. think it's recessive, right? That's my opinion, but like mm-hmm. you'll have arguments against that as well. And like mm-hmm. you've been breeding these for, you know, 20, 30 years and we still mm-hmm. don't have this figured out. Shame on mm-hmm. you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're too busy arguing about if it's pure or not, figure out what it is and how it works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah. they're really cool, man. They're they're cool. I just sent nice them sound. over to you, oh, so you could check them out. Uh, yeah, I, they're they're really cool. I like that one. That's like kind of almost striped. It's weird. That's mm-hmm. really cool. You don't mm-hmm. expect that on a diamond, so you know. Right. Yeah. Um, I assume Terry that those are the holdbacks. You know. Your, those yes. Are the so the, yeah. the, more, <laughs> the more extreme one, the more extreme one, definitely. Um, I'm keeping that one back. And then the other one, the other one passed. So, oh, that's sorry. You know, it's, yeah. uh, that's just how it goes. But, um, but the other one's doing fine. And yeah, she, he's, he or she, I haven't sexed it yet because it was like, I don't care what it is. I'm keeping it. And, uh, <laughs> I'll, be, so, I'll figure it out. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'll find a mate yeah. for it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That one's staying. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know, years ago, a friend of mine got reduced pattern diamond pythons and it's just been a tease. <laughs> for Years, years, oh, slow yeah. grow, man. Years, it's yeah. like super yeah. slow grow for diamond yeah. pythons for me. Yeah. Years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine were six years old at the time that I that I bred them. Okay, and, and and a lot of people would say that I jumped the gun, probably. 
but mine were six years old. How old are yours, Eric? About the same. Yeah, the same. they just turned uh, the reduced pattern one female. She's she's about six. And I have I, yeah. I have a I Riverbank Zoo that mm-hmm. is um, she's a year younger a year yeah year younger so she's five and that's the one that i was saying at the beginning of the show i don't know whether or not i'm gonna try them or not i think i might i think i might hold off and wait till next season just because mm-hmm. she just doesn't seem uh, big enough but yeah probably and i'm you know i've seen carpets and they breed small and they, yeah. you know, they don't have to be huge to have clutches. And yeah. but I don't know with them, it just seems like because I guess it's new. So yeah. I'm just like uh, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I'm gonna hope probably. And and, and all it takes, all it takes to like get over that hump of like, okay, no, I'm definitely waiting. Is to see somebody post a clutch of slugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you're just like, okay, definitely waiting. Definitely yep. waiting. Yep. Right. You have, you have one, you have one post of one slug. Be like, yep, nope, don't. Uh-uh. Yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of speaking of pythons that make us nervous, jittery, and don't ever want to pair them, ruffies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you've been talking about, Owen. I've been pairing mine for the last five years. See? See? Like, oh. Nothing has happened until uh. nothing has happened. But uh, I went, yeah, in preparation, I went through five years of notes and uh, <laughs> and so I can tell you, I can tell you four years of what I did wrong, and maybe maybe one year of what I did right. I don't know. All right. But <laughs> I was kind of thinking, you know how Eric, when you moved, you suggest you just you stop breeding, right? Yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to do it. I don't want right. to ruin everything. I'll just right. wait next year. Right. Well, I decided I got a loophole around that. Just move every single year. <laughs> <laughs> There They'll be go. used to being on the move. <laughs> yeah, so that that is exactly what I did. <laughs> um, and uh, the the so here's the story with um, my Repsco pythons. I got them in 2014. They okay. came from Bushmaster as adults, okay. and uh, they were a complete uh, impulse purchase because Bushmaster had posted babies like on their the like one. Um, price list before mm-hmm. and uh, you know i showed my buddy and i was like oh hey check this out you know they got they got those and he's like oh you should get those and i was like nah you know and then uh and then the adults came up on the next one and and he was like you've got to do it <laughs> and, uh, so i was like okay all right so i ended up getting them and uh i was terrified of them i and, and I, I don't know i didn't know enough and i was like i thought they came from indonesia you know and i was like yeah they must have came on the farm in indonesia I don't think any of that, any of that's true, you know, because it just seemed too early. I didn't know that we had had rough scale pythons in the country for as long as we had, you know, Terry had had them and, uh, and Casey had had them for much longer than I even knew, I think. Right. Um, but anyway, I got them from Bushmaster. They were born in 2009. So I got them as, um, well, 2009. Yeah. They were seven years old. Okay. And, uh, I was so dumb. Like, well, this is the first carpet python I ever had, right? And so I was thinking that you know, I got to tease fees it. So I think I got a chick, and I and I got it on some tongs, and I just start shaking it in the face of the female. And <laughs> like you know, because you keep you keep yeah, ruffies now. What the hell are you doing? You know that is a terrible idea. You know, so I stressed it out like crazy. But it's um, so upset. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, you know, they were adults. So yeah, I tried to breed them, uh, that I got them in May 
and uh, I cooled him down that year um, mm-hmm. over the winter. And uh, so that would have been the, the 2015 season, 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And um, I palpated seven eggs, like the size of or seven follicles, the size of grapes um, in uh, July. So I'd had the mail with her. And it was yeah. just like, yeah, maybe I, th- I never saw a lock or anything, never saw anything, no action, no courting or anything. And, um, but then in July, I, I was, had the female out and I was like, oh, I can, I can palpate these, these follicles. And so I paired the male up again and July seems super late. Right. It does. Um, so that was surprising. But what's interesting about that is Bill's clutch this year that yeah. went so late, you know? So I don't yeah. know if there's something with that, but. But anyway, that was 2015. Nothing came of that. Um, and then in 2016, in March, I palpated eight follicles. And in April, those follicles had grown um, to where at the end of April, I thought she was ovulating. I took pictures of it. I was like, this is it. Um, and nothing came of it. Okay. And then in 2016, I purchased another pair um, that were born in 2014. And so they were pretty young. And then also in 2016, I moved to South Carolina for six months and right. uh, I moved back to Texas. So I moved to West Texas in uh, November uh, right. of 2017. So nothing happened in 2017. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, but in, uh, in my notes, March of 2018, mm-hmm. I saw my first lock and, um, I don't know if it has anything to do with that, that second male. So I didn't use him, um, but I, I was using his sheds. Oh, no. And I did use him later in the season, but he was so small. Like, it was silly to even see him in the cage. Right. Um, but, uh, but I saw two locks in March in 2018, but nothing came of it. Okay. Um, and then... Um, and then my, one of the females, the younger female died in, in, uh, October of 18. Um, and that was, that was pretty rough. That was, that, that sucked. And, um, so 2019, that's this season, um, in March, um, I saw a lock. And at this point, like in 2018, I started, um, just keeping the male and female together year round. Okay. Um, and I had gone. I know Justin Julander talks about it in the Complete Carpet Python book. Where I think he calls it low maintenance or something like that, where they basically just keep them together year round instead of doing introductions. Right. And so, since I was seeing follicles like in July, I was like, oh, "Well, I'm afraid I'm missing something, so I'm just going to leave them in there forever. Like, just leave right. them in there year round." So I did that, cooled them down together, um, and then in 2019, I, I saw. I mean, I got locks on March 16th, March 28th, March 31st, April 5th, April 28th. Uh, I saw locks all the time. And at that, at that year is the year that I put the male, the younger male in. So now I had two males and a female in. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I was seeing, I was seeing all kinds of locks and then she shed on April 28th and on May. And that's when I, uh, on May 1st, she was inverted, and that's when I separated the the males, and I gave the female a lay box, and then on the fifth of May, uh, she laid eggs. So what's strange about this is she laid eggs seven days after shedding. 
which which is way sure. early. That is way early. Like yeah, yeah. it's almost like if you were to come in after a female, sh- like seven days after a female sheds, and she's beehived. Those are all slugs. All of that right. is infertile. Like that's yeah, way too early. Yeah. So that was that was super weird. Um, and the nice part about this is that Brett was like a month before me on all of this. And so he was sending me pictures, you know, of, the, of his locked up. And then, and then I would get mine locked up a year, you know, when mine are locking up, he's sending me pictures of his female inverted, you know, mm-hmm. and then my females inverted and his eggs are in the incubator. So it was super cool to have, you know, to be bouncing on, you know, ideas off each other and like, Hey, you know, what's going on now and what are you doing and all this stuff. And, um, so that was a lot of fun. And, uh, she laid 15 eggs on May 5th and, okay. uh, I had every intention on doing maternal incubation, right? Um, right. But I'm pretty happy that she didn't. She laid them. She didn't lay them in the lay box, and right. she laid them all in a single plane. So they were all they were all flat. There was no beehive at all. And okay. so so that made my the decision easy. And it was just like, oh no, like we're pulling them. And um, uh, so I pulled them. There's no like. There's no videos of me pulling them. There's no pictures of me pulling them. I was shaking as I was doing. I just wanted to do it. I didn't want to break them. And uh, <laughs> yep. I was super nervous about getting them up. But I set them up on egg crate over over perlite and uh, 60 days at 87.6. Um, all of them, all of them, but one hatched. Oh Good wow! Ratio. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, I mean, after that, I mean, it's pretty standard. Um, I know you commented on it before, like you had them on sphagnum moss, and then you put them on. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that. I put them on paper towel. Yeah, well, so, yeah, that, that. Yeah, <laughs> the hatchlings I had on um, six quart tubs, sphagnum moss with, uh, you know, uh, I think it's eight ounce, um, eight, eight ounce of the short ones and sixteen ounce of the tall, tall mm-hmm. deli cups, right? Uh-huh. Um, I had a eight ounce deli cup water container. And then that green fiberglass fence um, mm-hmm. for a perch, and um, it it and then back heat because I made this rack myself uh, out of plywood. <laughs> I was just like, oh, <laughs> I need a rack, so right. uh, so I made it out of plywood, and it it it, it worked, but it it wasn't nice. And um, um, I had them in that for um, a few months, and then just last month. Um, which would be December, I put them in that new rack. So now they're in V18 tubs, but same way. So pretty quickly I got rid of the sphagnum moss and, um, and cause they, they weren't really burrowing and hiding in it. Like the Antaricia or kind of the other snakes I use that with do. Right. And, um, and it, and they weren't eating anyway. And so I was like, well, all right, we're going to, we're going to change this up. So, um, I went to just paper towel and but I did make sure I had a lot of hides in there, so okay. that's how I set them up. Okay, very cool. And yeah. <sighs> what? So so that's it, Owen. <laughs> Seems pretty simple, Owen. I don't know. Uh, Balls in your court. Hey, hey, they've been together since October. Um, how, and how many males do you have? Just the one. Oh, never mind. Maybe uh, they. Hey, whoa, whoa. See, that's the bullshit I've been tricked on because, you know what, Nick only has one male, and I know that because I sent him. So, right, you but know, it, wasn't it, original, it wasn't his original male, was it? No, because I think his original male kicked it. 
I think that's what I think that's why he needed mine. Oh, okay. um, I yeah, thought, I thought he wasn't getting the job done until you sent yours. That's what I, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Uh, either way, I, either yeah. way. Right now, Brett, because I know you're listening, or Terry, throw some <laughs> throw some roughy shed in a bag and mail it. You know, I'll do it that way. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Riley yeah. sent me a bunch of Madagascar hognose snake sheds that I'm putting to use right now. You know, yeah, I'm fine with that. I got enough friends. Um, but God, I hope I get them. The mail just shed and you know sperm plugs everywhere, and I'm like, oh, well. Nice. You're a boy. Congrats. <laughs> like yeah. I, I knew, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Is it, isn't that a good feeling when you're like, that's the, like the, uh, the first obstacle out of the way. Like when you see the snakes locked, you're like, okay, all okay. right. I feel all good. Right. Yeah. I feel yeah. good. Yeah. It's, and, and especially because like I paired, I have this beautiful red tiger, uh, crossed with a, a stripe female. Well, uh-huh. I, Female may be a loose term because uh, I put the I put the male in there and it's and holy hell breaks loose and the thing's just running yeah. scared. And I'm like, no, no, don't don't turn into a boy. I built the entire project around you. So it's <laughs> like could happen. But um, I would love to add more rough scales if that's what you're asking me, Terry. It's yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to have to twist my arm a little bit to get me to want more rough scales. But <laughs> Yeah. First, yeah. I I have to first I have to repair the damage I've done to the white lip projects, and then yeah. we will drift back into the roughies. So. Yeah. Well, that's what happened to Brett. Brett got a pair, and they ended up being two males. Yeah, he and I were talking about that uh, yeah. a while ago. Um, wow. You know. Yeah. And Man, I think. I mean, I think. Um, I, I don't know what I did any differently this year, other than using that that other male oh well or maybe this okay uh so cycle feeding i don't think i started cycle feeding until 2018 well the 17 18 right okay. uh-huh. and and the, and 18 is when i saw my first locks okay so um um yeah so that that could have something to do with it as well in that um yeah, like in September, October, especially more into October, mm-hmm. I feed the female. Um, I was feeding the female as much as she would eat, and some days she would hunt on consecutive days. Like she'd hunt three days in a row and eat three days in a row. And I was like, "There's like, there's no way, you know." And so I was okay, sure. And so I'd throw her the food, and um, maybe that's maybe that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm confident that. Um, and I, and I hadn't thought about that until today when I was going over my notes, but, um, maybe that had something to do with it. And, uh, I'm going to keep doing it. And I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, and then the other male, um, I mean, that's, I got both males in with her right now. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sold on doing that for sure. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's not like you can't do it too. And it sounds like if you got sperm plugs, you're off to a good start. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always plus you know he's the better eater than her. Yeah. So I've been like trying to keep them on an even kill, and he's got a little bit of size on her, but um, it's not too insane. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I'm just really hoping that we get something out of them. And you know what? If I don't, then just try again next year. And I know Eric is going to just cry into his Cheerios and it'll be fine. I'll just have you to know. buy them from somebody else. That's yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. Running I know. out of running out of years. I might be dead by the time you uh, produce. Listen, them. you know that's the other thing is that we can't. We have to stop fighting about diamond pythons. Eric's going to die, guys, and you know we right. don't want him to die unhappy. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know. Like, I could, I see it two ways, right? Or, or mm. one of two ways. Either, either this is your just golden year. Saw the Owen Pelly. You're gonna get roughies. You might get, you know, olives. You know, you get everything this year. Or yeah. I can see it the other way. You already saw Owen Pelly, so you're not you get nothing. It. You've used all your snake. You've yeah. used all your snake juju. You get nothing. <laughs> you are yeah. empty. The bank is depleted. Well, can't no, we no. just say that, like, maybe, maybe, like, it was, like, there were four of us. We collectively, mur- oh, God, we burnt through all four of ours. <laughs> we're all going to have bad years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it would still be a win. I mean. I, I mean, yeah. I, oh, I can hell live yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I can still, you know what? There's always next year. When's the next time you're going to be on freaking mountain? But, yeah, like, you know, yeah, whatever. But, uh. I don't know. It would be really cool to have them, but it would also be one of those like, Eric, be like, cool, I'm going to come get mine. And I'll be like, doors locked. You don't ever get in here again. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're mine, all of them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but no, it's, that's yeah. it. And I'm trying Rhino Rat Snakes this year, too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Nice. yep. Uh, those will be fun. I mean, I, it's one of those things where you, when you have other people over, like Rob came over and I'm like, I'm not sure if they're ready. And he's like, stop feeding these now. Yeah. And put them <laughs> together. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So there's that. He goes, you didn't break them yet. I'm like, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I, I read the, the first clutch I got was on accident because I thought she was too small. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to breed her, but, uh, but I, I, I was, putting her in the, or I was putting the male in with her while I would feed the other female. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, it'd be like overnight, you know, like twice a month. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was enough, you know, it was enough. And yeah, I'm, I'm always surprised at how, um, how small those can go. And I just got a customer that, um, that texted me and he's got a two-year-old rhino rat snake that just laid a full healthy clutch of eggs. What? And yeah, and uh, he thought they were both females, oh, and well. so he, he had them <laughs> together. So you know, he's he's not he's not that mad at me. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and 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 my question was like, wait a minute, when did I sell you these? And I was like, yeah, that's a, I was like, dude, that's a this is a two-year-old snake. Like that kind of goes against the. Everything. The traditional, yeah. yeah, the traditional, uh, you know, mindset that hey, rhino rat snakes take longer to, to uh, mature, you know. So, and they are just, you know, I, I show people the snake room and I'm like, look at the rough scale python. They're like, cool, it's a bumpy, bumpy brown, it's like tundra python. And I'm like, and then they're like, look at the ones with the horns. I'm like, no, no, the rhino rat snakes are second. Like, you know, <laughs> look at this again. And it's like, it's. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. No one yeah. cares. <laughs> yeah, it's the story. Like, you know I what know. I mean? Like, I like know. I remember the first time seeing seeing um, 
Brian Barchek's video when he went to Australia and he's holding this one that's just, just biting the crap out it. of him. Oh, yeah, so just happy. over and over and over again. Uh, I was working at the Kentucky Reptile Zoo at the time, and my friend Taylor was like, hey, did you see that? Like, that'd be so cool to have Rusko pythons. I was like, never going to happen. Never. Yeah, right. And, you know, I had a whole rack full of them. And it's you know, just, uh, you know, when they hatched, I'm looking at them. I'm like, this is the most Rusko pythons I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Good point. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out into the universe right now. Wouldn't it be cool to have Owen Pelly pythons? Quick, somebody tell yes. me it's never going to happen. Tell, yeah. No, just tell me it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Never gonna never happen. Gonna happen. It's never going to happen. Yep. Hopefully it happens in our lifetime, but. No, Eric will be dead by then. You know, it's. Yeah. I'll get on Kelly's, you know, but I'll name it after you. Yes. Like, there you know. go. <laughs> it's it's, it's never going to happen next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I throw that out there? My, my yeah, why not? Please, please now. <laughs> some things up a little bit. <laughs> doesn't doesn't that suck? It's like literally if they opened it up, we could like one phone call and they could be on their way. It's like that's yeah. all we'd have to do is just call Gavin and be like, yes. And then they'd be on their way. So, yeah, yep. yeah. Well, that would, that would have been nice. Terry, I mean, Terry Phillip got I mean, he got saltwater crocodiles out of Australia. He can I'm sure if anybody can do it, he can do it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, then, I, I believe I I think I think uh It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But if they if if we get Owen Pellies before Imbricata, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I quit, man. I just quit. I'm just gonna be like, nah, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I knew that was coming. So. <laughs> yeah, my favorite. So with uh, you, I can't remember if this was diamonds or roughies, or if you hit on this, but they were pretty easy to get going. You didn't really have. No, I wouldn't say easy, but but I was. I mean, I, I was expecting the worst. Right? I mean, I was really expecting them to be pretty tough. Right. Um, and Owen. Yes. Yes. Day old quail. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be hard. Um, it's the. It's. I mean, you can get you you can get them by the hundreds from Roden Pro. You know, I mean, that's um, that's, that's where I got mine. And uh, and they go. I'm looking at my notes right now. So the first time I fed them, I just started with um, you know frozen thawed fuzzies, and nobody ate. And then you know left in the tub overnight, nobody ate. I was like, right. okay. And then the next time. Um, I, and to be honest, none of them looked like they wanted to eat going back to this student of the serpent thing. You know, I opened mm-hmm. the tub. I've already got this stuff defrosted. So right. like, well, I'm going to try it, but mm-hmm. I knew none of those snakes were going to eat, you know? Um, and, uh, and so, and it was really dumb. Cause it was, it was like two weeks after, um, after they were born. So it was like a week after they shed. You know, so I really didn't wait very long at all. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just I never even should have tried that first first attempt. But the next attempt, I was like, OK, I'm only going to look at the ones that like maybe look like they're hungry, you know, like the ones that are hunting and all that stuff. So um, I fed four of them mouse fuzzies and one of them of the four ate, and I fed three of them Dale quail and all three ate the quail. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. The weird thing about it is, and the reason that I did the quail, because because I was I was afraid to feed 
them quail because it's they're huge. It's not like a lot of mass, but just the shape of them. The head is so yeah. big, you know. Uh-huh. And um, but I just you know I went back to the literature. I went to the complete the, the complete carpet, and I went to um, Mike Swan's book, the Keeping and Breeding Australian Pythons, and I went to the PDF that I've got, and I went to you know all these different things. I went on to uh, the, the Australian forums, you know, and I was just like looking at all these things and a lot of people were saying, you know, yeah, try this. And if it doesn't work, try quail. And I was like, you people in Australia must have smaller quail than we do because Mm. like this was huge. Um, but man, they knocked it out of the park. Three out of three, eight, the first time I offered them quail. So after that, I was like, Oh man, okay, this is fantastic. And, um, and then I just kind of kept doing that. Um, there were still, you know, quite a few that, that didn't want anything. They didn't want quail and they didn't want the, um, the fuzzies and they didn't want pinkies. And I tried, um, the very first thing I did was I, I cut a quail open Mm -hmm. and I rubbed the fuzzies in the quail juice, you know, the blood and the guts and all that stuff. And I tried that and it didn't work. Um, and also I think Brett had a different experience. His started strike feeding much earlier than mine did. Um, mine are strike feeding now, but I feel like mine, uh, it took longer and I don't know if it's cause I was going longer in between feedings or if I was feeding different prey items or just our setups are different. Um, yeah. uh, but I remember not being discouraged, but I was like, really? Like all your, like yours just taking them off tongs already, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, but <clears throat> so my, my next thing was trying live and I couldn't find live mice anywhere. And so I tried live rat pups and um and it was like all of them but two ate and then those two i just cupped them you know i put them in a 16 ounce deli container with the with the rat and i gave them a perch in the deli container so that they weren't you know like rat wasn't on top of them right and um and and that got them to eat okay and um and then i would try so my my rat guy he's only available on saturday so I would get rats on Saturday and then my other animals, I was the, the other, like the quail eaters and the, the frozen thawed mice eaters, they were eating like uh, a different time of the week. And I was feeding about every 10 days. And, um, and then slowly there were just fewer and fewer rat, um, live rat feeders mm-hmm. until like right now I'm down to, to one that's eating, um, live rat pinks and all the, all the other ones, um, are eating quail, except two are eating, um, frozen thawed mice, um, all from tongs. And I think the quail eaters will switch to rodents, but I, I got a giant bag of quail and I'm just, if it's not broke, I'm not fixing it right now. So. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the, that was the magic bullet for me was day old quail. I can yeah. probably get quail. I got, uh, my I just ordered guy, some from rodent. Yeah. My rodent guy actually, um, he was selling quail at Hamburg, and I bought a ton of them, just yeah. because they're cheaper than cheaper than rats and about the size of them. So, mm-hmm. yep. And, and snakes love them. Love it. Love, love it. them. I feed my adult roughies, you know, in October and stuff. I'll feed, yeah. you know, I might, I might do small rat, and I'll feed them a you know a medium quail. Like they love it. Yeah, I. Uh, I get chicken because I'm up here in Pennsylvania, where mm-hmm. apparently if you're a male chicken, they don't want you. So, mm-hmm. um, they, so mm-hmm. I can get chicks are way less than mice, and I mean, yeah. I, I just thaw out a plateful for my Crebo, my, my blue beauties, my Chinese yeah. ting rats, 
Um, even the rhinos, every once in a while, I'll give them yeah. the five small ones. Yeah. So roughies too, they'll take them. Like yeah. birds, birds were always those things that people thought were like, don't ever, if you feed your snake a bird, you've now broken it for the rest of its life. Cause it'll never eat anything. If you vary it, it's actually much better. And you know, it helps your pocketbook every once in a while too. So, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that the chicks aren't the, um, that they're not a standard yeah. because they are cheaper. They're so oh, yeah. much cheaper than rodents. And yep. I, I remember in um, the Vivarium magazine, you know, back they, they did the whole um, the content, you know, like the nutritional content of various prey items. And I remember it being like really similar, if not like ex- I mean, not exactly the same, but I remember it no, being very similar. To close rodents. enough. There wasn't, yeah. yeah, there wasn't like a there wasn't like a oh, this is why rodents are better. You know, it was like oh yeah. And so I'm really surprised that it's not the standard. I do a lot of chicks now with the dog tooth cast snakes. I mean, to be honest, the the nutritional value of a day old quail versus I don't know, a pinky, like, right. come right. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Much one, better. it's got to be better. It has Much to be better. better. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and, and uh, my wife, I mean, she's not crazy about it, but certain people. Uh, of the feminine persuasion are much more comfortable having frozen poultry in the freezer <laughs> than they are frozen rodents in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, Not a I lot could, more comfortable. I, I get that. I could see yeah. that. I could see that. I get that. that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would like to try. So one thing I would like to try yeah. is um, African softwares. Mm. Um, I would like to try that um, like like small, you know, like babies. I'm terrified of of uh, of feeding live because I've, I've I've killed snakes feeding live before, yeah. and um, and you know a snake like a rusco python is like I don't I don't want to see that. I don't want to open that tub and see that. So I try to get the most defenseless live rodent that I can get. You know? <laughs> and uh, and so my buddy even he brought me uh, a live mouse and because and, I wanted like like a crawler hopper kind of thing. Right. But they ended up giving me kind of more like a really small mouse, but its eyes were open and it was, you know, it wasn't like, you know, like crawlers, I mean, they crawl, right? Like kind of like jittery. Uh, This one was way more confident than that. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feed it to the, to the babies. I was afraid of it. I was like, ah, he seems, he seems like he could be a fighter. And, uh, um, and I mean, the, the pythons might be, the better predator, but I just, I, I wasn't going to do it, but, um, but I know, uh, African softwares are smaller than, um, than, than rats, you know, regular rats. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so like an African software pinky would be smaller. And, um, I think that would be interesting. And I think they're born with hair. Um, and I wonder if that would cause, uh, cause a good reaction, uh, to the snake. I want to try them with rough, uh, with run or rat snakes too, but it's just hard, hard to find somebody with them. Yeah, it's it's uh, I think our African saw my guy who he breeds African softwares and he charges you more if it's a frozen one because I think he char- uh, for versus a live one because I mean he breeds them and then he's sold out like oh, oh wow yeah it's there's a lot of people buy them for the ball pythons and stuff like that, especially yeah. in springtime where I can't find a medium rat to save my life. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Yeah, it, but there's a lot of different ways to do it. Like I'm, I'm feeding tilapia to several snakes. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Don't, there's always options. 
Yeah, so. that's really that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yep. I like. I, I feel like minds are being expanded, and we're trying more and more things. You know, like things yeah. like frog legs are, are like mainstream. You know, and and uh, you know, we're just trying more and more things. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh, I think that's cool. You think about it this way: I go to Sam's, I go, I go to Sam's Club, and I buy a big bag of tilapia fillets, and one tilapia fillet, if I cut it up, feeds like ten snakes. Holy crap! Why yeah. am I not doing this? Like, it's, yeah. You know, have whatever. you seen any any difference in their stools doing that? Nah, no. I mean yeah. it, it it's it's snake shit. Am I really right. going to be there and go like? <laughs> I'm, am I going to lean in and be like the consistency of this and the smell? It smells <laughs> like snake shit. This is what yeah. it's always smelled like, you know. And yeah. it's there. Clean it. Oh yeah. look, the problem's gone. Like it's I haven't seen, you know, they're they're not painting up walls. They're not doing this. It's it's been insanely easy to add weight to certain species, especially oh. with collier brids. Um, cool. It's been awesome with maintaining weight with collier brids. Like I had several animals that didn't eat from October to we'll say February, and a bunch of them had eggs. Uh, and then I fed them up just by like giving them plates of like had a couple chicks on it, pieces of tilapia, like. Every 10 days, the my uh-huh. Blue Beauties put on size, my Kribo, uh, they regained a bunch of weight because um, when I got them, they were a little thin. Um, and now everybody's raring to go. My Cali Kings uh, maintained their body weight. My Corn Snakes put on some size. It's like, oh, shit, I should have been doing this from the beginning. So, um, yeah, and it's also – it's something about – leaving a plate of food in a snake cage and walking away <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. coming back. Yeah. The plate is cleared and be like, yeah. pull the plate out, throw away. Like it's, I don't have to sit there and be like, do you want the chicken? Like, no, it's put it down, walk away. Like it's yeah. so much easier. So talk, talk me through it. How do you, how do you do it with your, with your color bridge? Like are you cutting it into strips or uh, uh, do I, you, do you cut it and then defrost it or do you defrost it and then cut it? And how are you I, defrosting it? I defrost it just like same way you would do with a frozen rat. It's in a bath of warm water and okay. they come, if you get the big bags of it, they come like, uh, like they, they, they vacuum seal each individual fillet, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Cause then you pull oh, two out nice. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I have these big scissors that I just cut it into strips. Okay. And then if you, if I'm feeding something like the Cali Kings, I'll take the strips and I'll cut them in half. Cause now it's like a chunk. Okay. And, Cali Kings eat them, the pine snakes eat them, the blue beauties eat them. And then, so this plate, like they're just like little paper plates because yeah. whatever, a um, yeah. couple pieces of tilapia, a couple of the uh, chicken wings, like, you know, drumstick and chicken right. wing. Yeah. They'll eat those. Um, some whole chicks, either mice, rat, whatever I have in the freezer mm-hmm. that I'm yeah. like, I got a ton of chicks. Well, here you go. Like, you yeah. know, and then you, whatever. And then you put the plate in, you walk away. And usually within like, it does not take them long. They're already on it and yeah. eating it. And then they'll just down everything that's on the plate, take the plate, throw it away. That's it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try that. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to try that. I yep. just started f- feeding um, chicken eggs to the, the dog tooth cat snakes. And uh, have you had luck okay. with that? Because yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I talked to a guy that, uh, on Facebook that had it, he, he, he successfully, um, hatched out some eggs. And so I was just asking him how he keeps his and, um, and I asked him what he was feeding and stuff. And, and he said he was feeding frog legs and chicks and chicken eggs. And I was like, do you get chicken eggs like from, 
a farmer's market or something? And he's like, no, I mean, he, he said, I, I do sometimes, but just regular, regular chicken grocery eggs. store chicken eggs. Huh. So I was like, huh? So that, that day I immediately went to the fridge, got out an egg, put it in some warm water and then put it in, put it in the cage and it was gone. And so, I, my world is blown. Are they like large white or are they like the smaller brown ones? They're, they're brown. Okay. And I, I try to use the smallest ones as I can because I watch them eat them and it yeah. doesn't look, it doesn't look comfortable. No, because uh, I, I did, I tried this with my Kribo yeah. and my females both ate a chicken egg and like an adult uh, chicken egg. And then I came back and the male's egg was like slimy. So I'm like, did you try and this uh, not and work out Kribo, quite yeah. well? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, so I just did this recently on accident is I was, I was thawing some out and I dropped one and uh-huh. it, it cracked underwater, but it didn't fall apart. So okay. it was, it was all cracked. Um, but it, 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 but I was like, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll put it in there. And, uh, and, and they ate it. And <clears throat> when they eat a normal one, it takes a, it takes a while for them to digest it. Like it, it doesn't go down like that that orb in their body. Mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. can see the egg for several days. And, um, and then when they do pass it, I've had, I've had sometimes where they pass it and it, it looks, it still looks like an, I mean, it's deflated, you know, but right. like the shell and everything, I mean, it, it's still an egg. And, um, and so I, I was like, uh, I wonder, well, one, I didn't know if he would eat it if it was cracked. Right. Well, right. she did. And then it made me wonder, I wonder if that's better. I wonder if that's easier to digest. You know, I wonder, but then on the flip side, I wonder, Oh, I wonder if one of those sharp shards is going to slice her esophagus and then she's going to be dead in the morning. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know, I don't know which, which way it is, but, um, um, yeah, eggs are fascinating to me. Like, because they don't go, you can leave them in the cage for, Forever, you can leave yeah. them for a week. They're not going to stink. They're not. You know what I mean? It's like oh, eat whenever you want. I. Uh, it, it's definitely one of those things where I wish that more would do it. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I had I had mangrove monitors and uh, I had ordered a bunch of stuff off of uh, Reptilinks, the scents and stuff. And yeah, yeah, you have to you have to order a certain amount. So I just filled it with quail eggs. Yeah, I I put them in with the lizards and they were adults at that point. So the male is like scooping his head and like picking up four quail eggs at one time and just letting them slide down his throat. And I'm like, all right, I guess you're good. So they're one of those things. that's like if you can, why not? It's whatever. Get it to work. It's it's cool. So, yeah, yeah. I'd like to try. I'd like to try quail eggs with him because of their size. Yeah. And uh, see how that goes for sure. All right, Eric, start breeding quail. So, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. probably be a lot better than uh, yeah. rats and mice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. It, it's one of those things. I mean, it's um, I I had some, like, I think I had some, like, uncooked jumbo shrimp, and I tried that, and I think one or two of the Kribo, and I think a pine snake ate it. And I'm like, whatever. It, yeah. you know, what if it, if it works, it works. Cool. If it doesn't, I'll throw it out. Yeah. So, Although, yeah. <laughs> Although saying a Kribo is going to eat something, like you haven't really accomplished. I mean, dear like, God, you could, yeah. <laughs> you could you could throw a hammer in there and it's going to be gone. I'm gonna you know? try like, it, I'll, like you know, eat it. I'm gonna have a YouTube channel of Will the Kribo eat it? Yeah. Episode, yes. episode twenty. Still haven't found anything yet that it will not eat. That it won't eat. I, one female tried to eat the male, so even then, nothing is off limits. So right. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's I awesome. should. Are... I, I should ask about those dog tooth cat snakes. Uh, They're just so they popped cool. into my head. Did they? Were they like? Are they the first time that they've been bred? I don't really know too much about them, but are they the first time they've been bred in the U.S. or? Are they, no. 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 They've been. Um, no, they've been bred before, and they've been bred by. Uh, different institutions and, and stuff like that. It's just one of those snakes, you know, that probably, probably back in the heyday, you know, when everything was coming in, you know, in like 60s, 70s and 80s, like mm-hmm. some, you know, somebody bred them, but they didn't have any, they didn't have any monetary value. Right. Yeah. So like a lot of, like a lot of snakes, right. They didn't have any monetary value, so they didn't stick around. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think exporters uh, or importers stopped asking for them because there's they they died all the time, you know, um, and uh, there yeah I mean the first ones I got died I got four um, wild caught ones and the I'd never seen a more dehydrated animal in my entire life than that oh, group no. of four and the best looking one died four days later. Um, and, you know, I mean, that was just a, yeah, they're, they're pretty wow. delicate. They're pretty delicate. So I think that keeps them off, off of a lot of lists. And so I think that's why we haven't seen them. Gotcha. Um, but, but I remember back in the, in the King snake, uh, forum days when Bill Hughes, cause Bill Hughes used to breed a lot of, um, mangrove snakes. Right. And he had a post about dog tooth cat snakes. He's like, he's like, man, it's like, a um, it's like a Ruschenbergii, right? It's like a, a Corallus Ruschenbergii. It's a huge tree boa that doesn't bite, you know? Hmm. And um, and that always stuck with me. It's like, because you've got all these mangrove snakes, and they they have a reputation for being really aggressive and uh, or, de- you know, defensive and bitey and stuff. And um, and then you've got this, you know, dog-tooth cat snakes, which, in my opinion, and in, in my experience, have been really placid and really tame. And uh, it's just like, how, why does everybody have a mangrove snake and not <laughs> everybody have one of these? You know what I mean? Because these are these are way better, you know. Right. And so they've always been my favorite, but but I I have never cared for a more delicate snake. And that's not to say that they're delicate. It's to say that I thought I thought I was a good snake keeper, right? And maybe this is this is getting philosophical, but I thought I was a good snake keeper, but there was a lot of deficiencies in my husbandry that didn't show up until I got a more delicate species. So these dog tooth cat snakes, right? It's like, um, and so I think my, my husbandry for everything has gotten better just by keeping them. And, uh, but it's a, it's a work in progress, but no, it's not, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a, I think it's a big deal to, to breed them in the United States because not many people are doing it. More and more people now are doing it, and I'm right. hearing about more and more. Right. Um, but I think, that's, I think that's just because of the work that people are doing, um, you know, predominantly in Europe. Europe could get the imports a lot um, with a lot less stress than we could. Right. And so that's why they were getting um, more success first, I think. And... Um, and then, fortunately, then they had success, and then those animals came here, and and then importers were like, you know, our our importers are also getting better. You know, they're not asking right. for you know dead snakes to be shipped. You know, they're actually care about their reputation. Some of them, so I think that made a big deal uh, right. as well. But 
makes but sense. But I've killed I've killed more of them than I than <laughs> I care to. Because I got those four, and all those four imports died, and then but that was like, well, okay, I'm not doing wild caught, and then I got some captive born ones from Jordan, but they were babies, and I just didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have the experience. Like I just didn't know, you know, a rhino rat snake, if mm. it doesn't eat, like, man, a baby rhino rat snake can go a month, it can go a long time without eating, and it's it's gonna survive, you know, it's fine, mm. but man, these baby, um, these baby snakes, like. They go 10 days without eating, and you're you're behind the eight ball, like way behind the eight ball. And um, like my adults, I feed, I, I got them. Uh, so what I have right now are adults. My bottom is adults, captive born adults, well established. And uh, I got them, and I was like, you know, how are you guys feeding them? And like we're feeding them two chicks every four days. Jesus and, and Christ! I was like, that's that's a that's a lot. A lot you know? of food. Like, yeah. Oh wow. my God. Them that often, you know. And, um, and very quickly that turned into three to five chicks every four days and, and they were eating it. And, uh, and so they're a very lean snake. They're long. Like my snakes are, mm-hmm. they're the, my small one is probably seven feet long, you know? And, uh, they're really long, but they're so they're, they're, I mean, they're tree snakes. They're really light. And mm-hmm. so they're super lean. And so when I had those babies, I was, uh, oh, you don't want to eat. Well, I'll just, I'll just wait until you get hungry. I'll try next week. Yeah, you just can't do that. Wow. So wow. My, the, my, my light bulb moment with the babies were sparrow eggs is I was in my backyard and I checked my birdhouse. Never, I've never checked it before, but I was just like, I think I was looking for some feathers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, if I could get some feathers, then maybe I could scent something. And there were eggs in there. And I was like, nah, I'll try one. And I put, there was five eggs in there. I took one. And uh, within five minutes, that that egg was gone. And I was like, put all the rest of them in there. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then and then I was just, I was building more sparrow houses. But um, when the sparrows left, then so did the snakes, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Damn. But I learned something, so. Damn. You know. That's, that's yeah, insane. It's yeah. The reason I don't do African egg eaters is I'm like, so they'd be babies would be eating like sparrow eggs, and where would I get those? Like, yeah, no, I don't. So, yeah, finch but, eggs. Oh, and I got a guy. Don't worry about it. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous shit already. Yeah. 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 You, you want to talk about a cool community? I've been watching that community, the Dazzy Peltis, the egg eating mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Man, they have been they've been making leaps and ba- like like bef- like I don't know how long ago, but Nobody was breeding breeding no. egg eating snakes, and now you can actually get captive born egg eating snakes. Turns out, not too hard to breed. Uh, you just got to find something to feed them. But um, but now people are, are uh, kind of crossing boundaries into these bird breeders, where like yeah, they're breeding zebra finches, and baby egg eating snakes will eat finch eggs, and so boom, done. So you feed them finch eggs until they can eat button quail, and you feed them button quail, and then until they can eat quail eggs, and then you feed them quail eggs, and you can just about get quail eggs at, you know, any anywhere. any Whole Foods like yeah 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 Asian Asian market or yep. you know, online. So, um, yeah, that's a cool community that I've been watching for a long time. My wife was a teacher, and uh, I really wanted she was a science teacher, and I really wanted to get her a snake, and I was like, hey, this would be perfect. You know, you don't have to deal with rodents. They don't really have egg. teeth. Yeah, yeah. You don't. They don't really have teeth, you know. So you don't have to worry about that. And, and I was like, and they're just super cool. You know? Yeah. So, 
watching them eat is just so cool. <laughs> so it, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> damn it. Yeah. I need no less projects. <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, yeah. See, it's, yeah. it's not even uh, February yet. Owen and your ad already ruined me. I mean, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine asked me the other day it was jeff godwell he asked me the other day he's like hey man how's your holiday going you, you got any plans for 2020 you gonna add anything and i was like no man i'm i'm full up I, you know i'm holding back some rough scale pythons i'm holding back some diamond pythons i was like i got a friend that's you know we're gonna we're gonna do some uh i'm gonna try some sabu pythons and some sanzinia Ooh. and then you know maybe i'll get uh another um mangrove snake for my female so no i'm not adding hardly anything at all it's it's a closed door for me and he's just like dude that's a lot he's like you're adding a lot and i'm like oh wow yeah I guess I that <laughs> yeah you don't think about that you're like i oh, just do this do this add that you know 12 snakes right wait yeah yeah it's like yeah yeah that's 12 uh, males i have to feed that's 12 uh -huh. oh, dear, dear. and then if they all have babies yeah you're doomed anyway yeah. but cool yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, I don't know. Anything else uh, that we missed? Uh, did we forget anything? No, nah, man. I mean, we're going to have to have Terry come back on when he gets success with the uh, Savus and all the other stuff that he's going to just, like, I don't know, try this year and then miraculously <laughs> breed. So, you know, yeah. Well, I, might, I might get them this year and then I, I wouldn't try them okay. until next year, but. All but, right, that's, uh, thank God. Yeah, so. You never know. And I might move again this year. I don't know. I might move like yes. four times like this yeah. year. Who knows, dude? You're all over yeah. the place. So. <laughs> yeah. One Whatever thing works. That, yeah. <laughs> One thing that, that that we haven't talked about that when it when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool, is um, when I was feeding the baby roughies, uh -huh. one of them, now it happened yeah. quickly. Was so it? I can't, I can't be for sure, but um, I th I'm pretty sure it was caudal luring. Yes. All right. That has been a theory of mine where i saw one of mine do it once and then i never got to do it again and i'm an idiot and never filmed it yeah. and it was just weird and i'm like part of me is like i need more people to breed more babies and somebody to capture this because i'm not like i'm not insane it happened yeah <laughs> so. that's cool so that gives right. me confirmation too because like it happened and i was like wait a minute did i just did, did you just that, do that? That was that was something. Like, yeah. that, wait a minute. And so when I fed him this next time, I tried to get to get him to do it. And he he wouldn't do it. No, they just stare at you and you look yeah, like an idiot. Ex yeah. Exactly. It's like yeah. you're showing your friend the dog that can do a trick, and it just stares at you. And you're like, no, no, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do any carpet pythons caught a lure that you know of? Mm, I've never seen it. Neither have I. I mean, that's I I, I find that pretty cool because I mean we know green tree pythons do it. All yeah. the time, and uh, and we talk about them being, you know, so closely related. And anyway, I thought that was super, super cool. That is, cool. yeah, that's uh, that would be, uh, I guess. I, well, yeah, it would make sense. I guess they they're basically be eating. I would think skinks and frogs and stuff. So, um, on the same page of that, Terry, have you seen the threat display? I have not. No, I never See? have. It's so hard to get them to do yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, and um, I was bitten, I was bitten by uh, I've been bitten by the male twice, and um, it's not but, fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a lot of blood. Yeah, yeah. Blood. Uh, is it? So the, the first one, it was the day I got them, so I unboxed them, 
And like, I just didn't know, right? I was like, I thought they came from Indonesia. <laughs> so I was like, you gotta hydrate them. You gotta hydrate them. Mm-hmm. And so I got a, uh, I got a spray bottle and I start spraying the mail. Not a good idea. He's like, go to hell. Yeah. It's... Not, like he bit my arm so fast and it was just a bite and let go. And yep. uh, so fast. And then, and then another day I was in the snake room and they're in cages pretty high. And they were hunting, and, and he was hunting, and I was like, oh, that would be so cool on my Instagram page. And so I've got my phone. I open the door, and I've got my phone, and I'm just getting closer and closer. But like an idiot, I'm looking through my phone instead of realizing <laughs> you're just putting your hand up to a snake that's hunting, and then he just, pow, he got me. <laughs> and it, was, wow. it was like I woke up, and I was like, oh, right. This is, this Eesh, is real yeah. life, and that was really dumb of me to do. Yeah. But, but other than that, um, I find it to be extremely, extremely tolerant, extremely docile. Mm-hmm. One thing that I don't like they do, or I don't like that they do when you're handling them and they don't want to be handled is they like, they fling their head. Do you get that? <laughs> Not, yeah. 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 I hate it. It's like their head is too heavy for their body. And so like they move it, but then it like turns into like a, a ball and chain. And now it's like, I'm afraid they're going to like whack a cage or something. And then, lights out you know yeah it's, it's knocked itself unconscious yeah it's they kind of like you're like you're you're semi-arboreal climb stop flailing around like an idiot like you know it's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. my mail falls all, all the time the time all the time because because i've got vision cages and so he'll get up on that loop or that mm-hmm. lip uh, you know and just if you're just at night go into my room with the lights out and use your thump and yep. you know 20 minutes later thump and then you go over and he's upside down. It's like, oh, yep, fell over. Yeah, again. Well, so idiot. It's <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, one of those things. They have the ledge. Uh, they have a shelf in in my cages, and because they're together, the female will like be up on the shelf, and the male will try to go up there too. And then you just hear him hit the ground, and she's still up there. And it's like, all right, well, <laughs> clearly that did not work out for you. So yeah, <laughs> you got kicked out of bed. Yeah, sorry, buddy. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing. Eric, this is this is about you. I got a okay. bone to pick with you because uh, on a previous episode talking about rough scale pythons, you said you didn't see them going anywhere. Like you said, you yeah, bastard. You know, they're kind of like <laughs> they're kind of hot right now because they're not very common. But once they get common, it's like it's just going to be a brown snake, and that's it. Like they're they're going to be cheap. Nobody's going to be interested anymore. I stand by that. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Here's the reason why I disagree with that. Okay. Is you can handle every single one of my babies and not get bitten. Guaranteed. I, I, I helped Brett sex his babies. Sexing them, never gotten bitten. Well, Brett took his babies up to Bill. Sexing them, never got bitten. And uh, I defy you to do that with any other carpet python. L- l- hold on. Because... Eric can't because now I've deemed him a non-believer and the ruffies will sense his betrayal and bite the shit out of him. <laughs> but, you know, it's no, I, I, it I, cool. I, I think it just goes my thoughts with that is it's just like, it follows the trail of every other Python that's out there. I think yeah. that uh, follows and that's it. I think, I think it's for generations after us, like the newer keepers that are coming in, don't understand mm-hmm. how rare that python is. The story, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, it's to me, it's not only the snake, it's the story. 
And like, I don't need it to be albino. I don't have to have mm-hmm, it have right. like a crazy pattern. Mm-hmm. I don't have it to have it. Just the snake alone to me uh, is, is where it's at. And I think mm-hmm. that over time, just like with everything, people will lose sight of it and they will not care about it because the newest, flashiest, whatever comes along mm-hmm. and they'll just be lost in the sauce. I, they won't be. I, don't take it like I think that. I, I don't think that at all. You know what I mean? It's. It's. I'm just saying as like I think that the hobby itself in general will will yeah. follow that way. I mean, look at look like water pythons is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, granted, yeah. they might be. F- well, the one Owens has are evil. Right? No, they're horrible so, creatures. So, but so yeah. I, I think so, ruffies will go like rings, where it'll be like. They'll be popular. They'll be popular. They'll be everywhere. And then other not people who aren't into them will drop off and they'll be kind of rare again. And, you know, they're there. They're cool. They're they're awesome. But I mean, look at know. Australia. Look in Australia. Yeah. They can't give them away. Right. We, we we ran into like several people who were like, oh, I got a rough scale at home. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Do you think do you think that do you think any of that has to do with uh, like permits or anything? You know, like I know their their ownership laws are are um, are different uh, where you have to have certain permits yeah. or, yeah. can you know, can everybody on the eastern seaboard, you know, have well, I, are they also are they allowed to cross between the different states in Australia? Yeah. Because I know they own Pally Pythons was kind of weird with that. I'm not 100%, but I think that they're pretty well established in the Australian reptile hobby. But I think that it's... it's it's one of those things. They were they were the hottest thing. Everybody yeah. got them. Yeah. They bred them. Yeah. And that there's nowhere... I, I'm not saying that there's nowhere to go with the project, but mm-hmm. I think that people think that what are you going to do with it? Right. Like, what am I just right. going to keep breeding these? Yeah, well, how right. about you just right. keep them? How about that? Right. All, Maybe all breed them, them once all, in a while yeah. and no. keep them. Every year, as many <laughs> as I can. And, yep, all of them. Yep. I don't know. I think it's I'm a shame. World. And, yep, and I'm going to wait for other people to get bored by theirs. Yep. Oh, yeah. Although, yep. I will say that it, it seems, I, I don't know if you guys see this or, or not, but I see sort of this this turn in the hobby where it seems that it's, it's not folk. I can't say for the entire hobby, but at least for the Python part of it, like the, the Morelia group, Australian Python seem to, it's not that they're moving away from morphs, but it's not that that becomes the only thing that, that they're Mm -hmm. doing. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. 100%. I see a lot more emphasis now on, you know, the snakes that, that aren't being bred regularly. I mean, that see that in the scrub pythons, yeah. um, you know, you see that in uh, some Corallus species. I mean, uh, Jeff right now is working with Grenadensis, which I think is, is phenomenal. Like, I don't know if that's ever been in the country before, right. um, you know, Corallus Grenadensis. And, um, and so, yeah, I, that niche of of people working with things that don't get get bred very often just to breed it you know just to be like i just want it you know like yes. um you know bromeliad boas you know or you know i mean there, there's a, there's a lot of species out there that that um that are available to, they're becoming more on the one hand there are species that are becoming less and less available to us mm-hmm. because yeah. of because of um 
uh, regulation and, and, and things like this. But on the other hand, I feel like there's more and more species that are being available to us because we have so many resources now, you know, yeah. and uh, like resources to take care of it and resources to study about it and and financial resources to bring it in and and technology resources to to move it here faster from where, it, you know, where it's from and all that stuff. So I see it. I see it both ways. I think I think also part with part of Australia is that it's an Australian snake. Yeah. So maybe there's some of that. Like when I was on Australia, I was like, man, I want to see a black-headed python so bad. And my Australian friends were like, it's dumb. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I got a friend. We, we like, run over those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they go, I, I know a friend. He's got a corn snake. You know? And, and I was just like, <laughs> so, so I think that like that's part of it too. Sure. But, um, and, and, and I see where you're coming from. And, and I even, I didn't think about, I didn't believe this. I was, I was on board with you before I had the babies, I was on board. Like, I mean, okay. It's, it's just a Brown bumpy snake now, right? right? Like it's a, it's, I mean, I like the Brown bumpy snake, but it's just, okay. Now it's just, snake, just yeah. a Brown bumpy snake. Right. Um, but, but once I had experience with the babies, um, and ex- coupled with the experience of the diamond babies, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> no way. Like, like, there's such a bigger market. Like, like you said, you just keep a snake to keep a snake. Well, yeah. hey, you want a snake that feels like a rattlesnake? You know, like you want right, a python that, man? that yeah. feels <laughs> like a rattlesnake that's not gonna bite you? You know, like here, like this is it. And I feel confident um, that that somebody can handle that uh, a lot more confidently and won't get bored of it because they can actually handle it, right? Yeah. And um, then then a lot of other than a lot of other Morelia species or, or just, but you know, so, so that's kind of what I was thinking of. I was like, no, there's, there's definitely potential, you know, going on here for sure. Oh yeah. But, you know, you yeah. know, I, I, I see, I, I know exactly what you said. I just, I want to stir up some heat here. I, gotta, <laughs> yeah. I want people to be like, man, you well, Terry Burwell. Getting, yeah, man. It's, going it's, nuts. Yeah. it's a, coming after all. <laughs> I mean, it's a good topic for sure, you know, yeah. and it, it just goes to, uh, I, I guess this is why I feel that way, right? So I have uh, Cape York carpet pythons, right? You do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Probably the rarest locality of carpet pythons there is, right? Yes. And yep. they're very cool looking snakes. Nobody cares about them. Nobody Not cares. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. I mean, these are like, I, I don't know. It. That that's that's why I I don't understand like sometimes like Morelia people and they're so anti morph but yet whatever they're working with seems to be a morph in a but not with the name <laughs> you know like it's mm. like oh I, I have this chondro well it's not green it's blue and purple and it's got mm-hmm. black spots and hey, this and that hey, and then, that's yeah. a designer yeah yeah but you know what i'm saying like yeah. I, I don't i don't know it, it maybe 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 it's it's i do have hope though because i think of 10 years ago when we started this show nobody gave a shit about pop and carpet python nobody God, cared Owen still doesn't care. Nope, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned it, and I kind of tuned down a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, this is just a testament to, uh, 
you know, what we've always talked about on the show, like, you know, it's like you do what you like and if and they're going to be people that are going to like it too, they just might not know about it. So yeah. if you're super passionate about whatever said species would be, you just have to put it out there and, you know, and, and you know, and, and get a collection of really, really mm-hmm. nice, uh, you know, examples yeah. of the species and breed them and people will come to, it may not happen overnight, you know, mm-hmm. but eventually yeah. people will see what you got going on and say, Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know that these existed, you know? And yeah. Yeah. You see that now with the I like I see IJs as being more popular than than I've ever seen them ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know. And, and probably testament to you talking about them nonstop, incessantly, over yeah. and over again, forever, just never keep going. Yeah. yeah. Same Bob with Owen Garfield. Ruffies. It's, he's going to try to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I I should really stop mentioning stuff because I can't find white lips to save my life right now. Right. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Stop talking about things. I, I think, like. like another example, I think is like uh, like Dan Maleri with Patias. Yeah. Yes, like hundred percent. Did you ever see a Patias before he started putting them all over YouTube? You know, no. And and now like you you can you can get them from a lot of different importers. You know. Yeah. And uh, it's weird. Um, like Rob talked to me about that species before, and I think I don't know if he's kept them before the ones he has now, but like you mm-hmm. know he would he would mention them, and I would be like, I it's. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're mm-hmm. cool, but not mm-hmm. really knowing it. But like what you said, as soon as Dan puts it on a video, now you're getting mm-hmm. a whole different experience of seeing what mm-hmm. that snake's about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, super cool, you know? Yeah, I wonder sometimes. I'm just like, oh man, what what new species that isn't in the hobby could I bring in? You know, like what could yeah. I, you know, what, <laughs> what could I work? What in? can I can contribute? Yeah. Like, you right. know, yeah. what's that cool thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Pelly pythons. Yeah. Do that, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me the, give me his number, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, I will figure I it out. You know, I'm open Dear to that Gavin. for sure. So, so. Well, but that's a question too. And I don't even care if this is on the, on the podcast later, but one thing yeah. that I wanted to ask you is, is, um, so you've seen it, you've, he- yes. you've held one, right? Like yes. you've gotten to handle it. Yes. Is it, is it still cool or is it, is it, is it a bit of like, oh, it's just a really skinny, long gray snake? No, it, that snake was cool. That, <laughs> it, it, it's, let's, let's put it this way. Like we saw three of them when we were over there. We saw one behind glass at a zoo. Oh, we right, saw yeah. one coming off a mountain on it into a tree in the wild. And then we saw one in the botanical gardens in Darwin that um, Gavin brought in the truck. Right. Yeah. So, and it was like, you got closer to each one. <laughs> so it was yeah, like, yeah. And each one was really cool. And, you know, seeing it behind the glass, it was kind of like, all right, it's a, it's a scrub. It's a gray scrub. It's a really cool, long snouted gray scrub. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's weird. It's kind of, I, I love the story behind it and all that stuff. And then you see it in the wild and you're like, that thing's really cool. Oh, that mm-hmm. thing's badass. Oh, it's so close. Mm-hmm. If only Eric would let me risk my life and climb this tree. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would have it. Right. Like, you yeah. know, like it with that, then you talk to Gavin and you find out that he, uh, what his passion, the entire story behind it, that he was like hiring helicopters to go look for wow. them because wow. he had to spend a ton of money that technically, he, they're still owned by the tribes 
um, out there and that eventually mm-hmm. Gavin's going to put them back into the wild because apparently it's important for them to die in their natural habitat back where uh, they belong. So okay. he will eventually release the animals that he spent a ton of money, time and effort to get yeah. that have established all the Owen Pelly pythons in captivity back to the wild. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that just makes it even more interesting. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it digs the hook in. It's the same thing with the Ruffy. It's like, it's an awesome snake. Mm-hmm. Add the story on top of it. And I'm totally in love with it. Find yeah. me one that wants to bite me all the time. And you've got me so totally like I'm done. Give me a pissed off Owen Pelly Python. And I'm in heaven. So, um, it wasn't yeah. defensive, was it? No, not at all. No. I did not give two shit. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Didn't care. It climbed. It was, it was long and it was, yeah. it was like holding a really big tree snake boa, Python, whatever you want to call it. Same it kind, kind of, of remind, yeah, it kind of reminded me of like if you had a children's python, uh, yeah, a carpet python, and a tree boa all you together. You pulled it into one. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. I, th- I thought they would be more like more like liasses. No, so no. It's, it seemed okay. like it seemed more slender body. Like you know how some like tree boas stuff have like that really high triangle shape kind of a deal. Yes, yes. Kind of had. That because it was a okay. really, really thin-bodied animal, big, but huge, yeah. yeah, but long, long, yeah, like very. Uh, what we like? Yeah, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you would not think that this snake was as big as yeah. it was. You yeah. know, like yeah. Uh, we like, were holding, how how old was that one? It was like a two-year-old, I think. Oh wow! Okay, so the growth rate is crazy. Because I mean, yeah. just from the pictures, it looks like I mean, it was probably what six, eight feet long. Or do you think it was longer? I think it was about eight. I think it was about seven or eight because it was like it's uh, all. What, that's the other thing is that it never laid out. Straight. What is it? it the baby? Around you. The the um, young one we held. Yeah, the young one. Yeah, the one we held. I thought it was. I like think he two, said they were. Uh, I thought he said they were a year old. I thought. Whoa. I thought he said it was closer. To, I thought he said it was closer to two, but it might have been. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, they come out long as oh, babies. Yeah. Like the, apparently yeah. they hatch long, and apparently they're bird eaters. Like yeah. yes. they want birds and stuff yeah. like that that's it so that's so cool that's yeah. so cool i think what will really be exciting is when and i don't know maybe this has already happened but when um because i know i know you guys know more than i do but he is so some of he has sent some to institutions already in Australia, a few right yeah. yes yeah i think what's going to be really exciting is when those institutions have success breeding them Right. So yes. those like would that be F one or would that be F two? It's like those like when those institutions have success, then I think that's gonna be the next like wow, that's that's really exciting. They'd be then, F, uh, they'd be F twos because he only sent out the F ones, right? I think so, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, you're yeah. you're exactly correct. So yeah. I, I think the thing with them, the the difficulty with them is gonna be just the size. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be. It's not a snake that you could keep in a rack. It's not a. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to require a good deal of space. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that adult we saw at the. Um, uh, at Alangi, what, was or, what was Alangi? the reptile park or oh, what was it called? Uh, Crocosaurus Croc- Cove. Cove. Yeah, Crocosaurus Cove. Uh, yeah. That. Uh, I mean that head was. You know, yeah, like when, it was all coiled it was up, big too, as my easy. hand. Yeah, you know, easy. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a. You don't, you don't think about it, and 
you know, when we saw the one at Erlangi, it was it like we're like it's it could be anything, and then like. 12 minutes later when it's still coming off the rock we're like all right um i think we know what it is on. now it's not that it's like yeah so and it's deceptive of how yeah. like i think if we had gotten our hands on the one in the tree we would have been like holy shit this thing is big like it's yeah. deceptive so yeah even still i think that they'll fall in that same suit I think that they'll fall into the the category just like it's just like Antaresia is the same type of thing. I mean, granted, Antaresia probably aren't as popular because they want to just eat your yeah, but fingers all the time. But you know, but aren't Antaresia more popular in Australia because they have all the different morphs and stuff? Yeah, yeah. well, that's so, my yeah. that that just makes my point. Shut <laughs> you up, know you. I mean? right? Yeah, like no, yeah, it's. Yeah. So whatever, I'll have Owen Pelly pythons and rough scale pythons, and I'll be able to tell people the story when I'm old in my rascal scooter at a reptile show, <laughs> and I won't care. <laughs> Back in the day. Well, yeah, I wonder that too. You know, will they be like, I don't know what a good example is. Like, I don't know if croc, croc monitors are a good example, but it's like, oh, it's, God. it's this animal, it's an expensive animal that needs specialized care. And right. Yeah. Yeah. You might want one, but you're like, nah, I can't. I don't have the room or the resources to do it. You know. I, yeah. I think Owen Pelly pythons would fall more along the lines of say bull and I. Uh, okay. Why do you say they, that? Because uh, they 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 uh, we what we heard from Gavin is that they can be somewhat difficult to breed. Okay. Um, that they're like you said they're huge, uh -huh. and they require certain things. And uh, he was telling us about how he had one female that would only eat a bird that you found that like his one buddy who does like wildlife um, relocations and would come across these like dead Australian pheasants or whatever the hell mm -hmm. and bring them over. So like, and he would have to try to stitch the rabbit to the bird. Uh, and every yeah. once in a while, the snake would get to the end of the bird and be like, Nope. And then just regurge. So it's yeah. kind of one of those things where it would be, I think a little bit more. It also like it, you pick a snake, and that's the snake that people are like. I gave up all of the snakes just to focus on these, and it'd be like yeah. that. You know, is there is there is there any species of snake that you would do that for? Is there any um, species of, of of any animal that you would give up your whole collection just to focus on that? If if if, if you were like, if the whole world was like, uh, we're gonna help you. So no, I mean it's kind of the question that you ask everybody, right? Like if you know, like no law or cost, like what would it be? But Terry, when when did different. you flip the R show? <laughs> and us, right? Well, well, that's what like, the hell is happening here? <laughs> flip the script. Yeah, I don't even care if this makes the show. I just I just uh, want yeah. to talk to somebody. I don't have anybody to talk to. I want to talk to <laughs> I'm in West Texas. It's full of no one. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but that's it's a little different, right? It's it's a species that would make you get rid of your whole collection. And only focus on that one. Mm. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is hard. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's like there are, there are a few that I would be like, if a zoo called me and said, we want you to come and work with us on this project, that I'd be like, hell yeah, leave my job. It's like, yeah. but um, to ditch all the rest, I mean, that would, yeah. that would be really hard. Yeah. It would have to be something like, way up there where it's like important work kind of thing like almost like owen pelly python kind of level stuff where it's like we don't know if these things are endangered or not because we've never figured that out and yeah for all we know they are and it's like mm -hmm. so it'd be that it'd be like almost like um if rough scales didn't breed like rabbits i'd be like oh my god we must protect this species but now it's like all right well apparently that's 
we we kept two of them in a room apparently and they just had babies so it's <laughs> it's like that yeah. but like if i had to pick like the problem is, is that i'm like i love my coastals I would just do coastal carpets. Oh my, well, I put the white lips. I'm like, ah, but oh no, the roughy. So I can't, yeah. I can't, yeah. I really can't. Yeah. Eric's going to say, you know, IJs and, um, and that's it. He's going to stick with his IJs. If I had to work with just one, just one. I probably, that's probably the route I would go. Yeah. See, probably. You're already over halfway there. Just sell me the over, over in Ricotta. Oh, well, this this, got interesting. The hard part (laughs) with that one is, is that I've never seen an imbricata. I mean, I've seen them in pictures, but I, I I don't know. Like I haven't experienced them. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Oh man. Can we just narrow it down the carpet pythons? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it suck though? Like, like, you know, you like, you get imbricata and it's like, Eric, like, Hey man, like I'm totally hooking you up with some memory. You're like, yes, you know, you get a whole big group of them, and then you find out that like their poop smells like burnt hair. Right, and you're not, <laughs> you don't like them. Like, oh my god, I hate these things. Yeah, <laughs> they're not um, the IJs. It's like, oh my god, yeah. So, well, I mean, I've been doing this for about. I've been back in the hobby for what, maybe like 12 years or so, and um, the one thing that has not left my collection is mm-hmm. is carpet so mm-hmm. i'm i'm think i'm pretty dialed in with it there, there's been a lot of species that i've dealt with and i'm like these suck not not yeah you know, like, <laughs> yeah i'm just not yeah. like savus is a perfect example i'm like nope nope, nope. yeah i love them were they, was Beautiful. it because they were bitey or what was it no, nah, I don't give a shit about the bitey. They just they sucked as eaters they just sucked oh, and okay. I, I know what it was it's we're not yeah. giving them what they want, you know, okay. it's just, it's, I, I, I'm like, man, I don't, I, I don't need another picky eater, you know? Right. I, yeah. I not anymore. I don't like yeah. these. This is going to sound bad. I don't like these enough to where I would spend the time to, <laughs> to do this. Does that yeah. make sense? Like I'm no, not, it I'm does. not them, 100%. but like, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, that was me. Like when I had Rhino Rat Snakes, people just all assumed that, Oh, we have Barons racers too. You know, and it's like, hey, not every green tree python guy has emerald tree boas, too. You know, it's like, <laughs> settle down, you know. And I was like, no, like rhino rattlesnakes are the superior, you know, species. Horned there. animal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then but then I got bear and I, when the reason I got bear and I is because uh, I, was, I was listening to uh, to Prima Reptilia, and, and he's, he's like, oh, no, they, they eat pinkies right off the bat. And I was just like, that would be awesome. You know, right. like, I want to try that. I want to try that bad, you know? Right. Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. Or you didn't breed them yet? I haven't bred them yet. Oh, okay. Gonna, what, right. what year is it? It's 20, it's 2020 now. I'm going to try yeah. 2021 for, okay. for Blue Barons Racers. I'm going to try Oh, no. Uh, Don't tell me the blue ooh, ones. That's the one yeah. you like, Owen. Oh, dear God, they're so pretty. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're different too. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. But I, I've been hating on that species for a long time. I was like, nah, the horn sucks. But then it's yeah. like, man, just stop trying to compare them and just take them as they are. It's like, whoa, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm trying to think if there's another python species I didn't didn't like. Well, it's like you know, we all try the snake, and it's the all right. That was cool, or that was fun, or you know, it's like I had the. Uh, was it the red tail rats? And I'm like, you guys are pretty much an, an uncool version of my blue beauties. Get out. Like, you know, it's like, 
It's like yeah. you guys are cool, but the other guys are cooler. So you know, it's. I tried well, Boas. Boas is another yeah. one. I tried them. Uh, Didn't like them. I'm like, nah, nah. Especially Rosie Boas, man. That f- I have oh, no nah. comment on Boa. <laughs> Next. Yeah. We all yeah. know my personal feelings on Boa. So you know, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had um. What was it for me? Uh, Ridley Eye Racers. Yeah. And um, I liked them, but they just. I was like. It, and it it was their poop. It was like their their poop. They're two percent of my collection, responsible for eighty percent of the smell. Nope. And 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 it's not that that they were like that much different than any collier bid because I I get I got rid of my black milk snakes for the same reason. You know, I was just like, okay, I have a finite amount of time to 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 work, and I, I don't want it to be clean and poop all the time. You know, like I want to I want to sure. hold a snake every once in a while. You know, right yeah. or or do something else. And so that's kind of what I got out of those, but reticulated pythons, my male would not, I just wanted one. I wanted one pet. And, uh, yep. I had, uh, I had a machina, a lot, gorgeous animal. I tried to get rid of that snake so many times and then I would get it out to take a picture and I'd be like, Nope, stay in here. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just beautiful. But he wouldn't stop pushing. And oh, I hate that. I was just like, man, you know, you're not going to stop pushing. And I was like, I know, you know, you can, just, you can feed them or, you know, it's just like, it, part of it was my room was too hot, and then the the space that I needed to give it, I just, I just, I could have given it, but at the detriment of like, you know, I'd have to cut out some other things, and just, I just don't want to, just don't want to do that, and so, yeah, you know. That's when I moved out of the big snakes. The same thing. It's like, well, do I want to work with this snake just because I, like, is it, is it? Is it because I really like this species or is it because I want to try to have cred that I have this species? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, it took me a while to learn like, like, no, no one cares. Like, <laughs> well, it's not that it's not even that, that nobody cares. It's just like, you know, you, you do get a certain credibility when you work with these different species and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, that's the guy that works with all the species. Like, Oh mm-hmm. you yeah. Know? And it, there's mm-hmm. just a certain level of, uh, credibility that comes along with that. But it's to me, I want to be happy when I'm working with my snakes mm-hmm. and like when I'm working with carpet pythons for me, I'm the happiest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand the species. I, I, and I think, I think working with just that one group, uh, the most is like really honed in my ability to f- know what's going on with them. You know what I mean? Right. Because yeah. I just have so many of them and like, there's so many up, oh, something's wrong with this one up. Oh, this yeah. one's not going to eat up oh, this one. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you know, this one's grab it. This one's, you know, doing this and you know, yeah. all these different, uh, you know, things that you learn from just keeping that, that group. So what I've decided is, is like, I've just expanded to Australian pythons. Like that's yeah. my, that's my little niche. You know what Do I mean? You, and, have you ever had somebody uh, like, whether it be a customer or just, just a, another keeper, you know, that they're having a problem and, and maybe you've experienced it or maybe you haven't, but you just, you, you make a suggestion like, well, I think, you know, if you try this and, and it could be, you know, a health issue or a shedding issue or a feeding issue or, or anything, but you just like, you make a suggestion and then they get back to you and you're like, Hey, I did what you told me to do. And it worked. Yes. And yep. you ever, you ever have that happen? And then it like validates you. You're just like, Oh man, like, yes, kind of, 
you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I've had that happen. And I'm just like, oh man, that feels so good. Like maybe mm. I actually know something. Yeah. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? Holy crap. Yeah. Like, like spending all of this time in the dark, you know, with these animals is uh-huh. not all for naught, you know, right, like, I right. actually learn something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're you're tuned into that, and just yeah. you're spitballing, and you're like, oh, well, what would I do in that situation? This is what I would do. Okay, well, yeah. you know, and then, holy crap, it worked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had that a couple times over the last few years, and it's just always, it always sticks with me. It's like, oh, yeah, makes my yeah. week. The 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 one little trick, like this is a this is a I don't, well, I can't say that it works necessarily for other Morelia, but I know it's it's a it's it works for carp it's like it's magic mm-hmm. there's like there's like a little spot like right on their neck mm-hmm. that when you're mm-hmm. going to feed them if you just like tap that spot they like turn with their mouth open and they'll usually like throw themselves into constrict the the whatever you t- whatever whatever you're it. giving yeah. it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and like i don't know how i stumbled upon that trick i just mm-hmm. did it and i was like oh wow that 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 worked so i yeah. and then you know it's just like when i find those little tricks to me that's like you know if i had all these different species i wouldn't have that same thing i think yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would focus. be so yeah. quick to get through and none of it would be the same and it wouldn't i don't know if it would register the same mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. but i don't know yeah i i i'm just you know i love that that's what keeps me from wanting to work with like uh you know, every once in a while, I'll get the bug for like, oh yeah, it'd be cool to have monitors, and then I think, yes. no, like, yeah, no, like, no, no, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll see them from other people. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, go play with a friend who has monitor stuff, and then leave. That's yeah. the best. The, that's the best point of the day. Well, that was cool. Have fun cleaning up the crap in their water. Like, yeah, that's bye. <sighs> It's you like know. being the, the, a good uncle, you know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. You're just like, you know, like oh, off. look, kid, you know, let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's let's stir them up, and then yeah, yeah. here you go. Then you leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need I need somebody to let me play with their Kimberly rock monitors because they're. Um, uh, I've been looking at those for quite a while. Yeah. Not quite a while. Like the last several months, I've been looking at those. They're like, nice. Oh, that would yeah. be cool, but. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, there's so many cool species of reptiles out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like all you have to do is listen to one person talk about it, and they get you excited. I mean, yeah, that that's been the the biggest, the hardest part of doing this show. It's like, in, especially in like, I know Owen, you probably feel the same way. It's like you know, you're talking to somebody, and you're like, no more snakes, <laughs> and you're yep. talking to somebody, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> I told yeah. you there, there was a yeah. rule we had to make season one. I can't go on King Snake or any of the form stuff during the show because I'm just like, well, I wonder if they're available. Ooh, they are. And then like <laughs> by the end of the show, I'm like, what did I just do? Like, you yeah. know, it's like that. But it's also cool when you learn about different stuff because I mean, like when when we were over there uh, in Australia, we went to the zoo and it's like this is the Aki species, like red, yellow, blue. Uh, yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, there's more. I'm like, what, <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, you know, yeah. there's that kind of stuff where it's like, what's going to be the next thing that's going to drag you in that's going to be really cool and interesting? Because, like, Ackies are cool, but, like, maybe this one isn't here yet. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of that thing. Yeah. So it's like you try it, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, don't feel bad about ditching it. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 
to go yeah, back. The new, the new thing is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, the new thing is pretty cool. Always. And, uh, oh man, I had a thought, but oh well. it's gone. <laughs> uh, I need Jamie. I need Jamie to tell me. Read back. What were we talking about, Jamie? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yep. Yeah, we don't have a Jamie Owen. I, yeah. We need well, one. Well, if we, we, I, we were gonna. I was lining up Google Riley shit then, real quick, and then he went off and got his own podcast. He keep letting them go away. I mean, I'm the only idiot who stays. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I accept. I'll be the Jamie. No problem. Cool. Done. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Figure out how to transcribe this thing. Right. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we need. You know, we need to have is uh, a uh, a sober October. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would go. I would um, go for it. <laughs> hey, hey, I was I was thinking about it. I'm um, I'm I'm a dad. I'm a proven breeder again this year. Oh, there you go. <laughs> in October and uh, and uh, so I got I got one of each now. I got a boy and a girl and um. The, the dad bod is strong with me, so I need to, you know, I want to, I got to fight it. I got to fight it. I don't know you what know. my excuse is because I don't even have kids, so. <laughs> we just enjoy cheesesteaks, and that's yeah. what the problem is yeah. over here. Yeah. 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 yeah, You know, the struggle, the struggle I have is like, you know, I I, I go through this thing back and forth, and it's like, you know, is there a point in life where you just say, screw it, man. Just like, <laughs> screw it. It is what it is. You know, Dude, that, our fathers are at that point. Don't don't go to the light. It's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, but think about how think about how much enjoyable life would like I'm not talking about like here's the balance. Like okay. you wanna be you wanna be healthy, right? right. You don't wanna be unhealthy because right. you, you could really go but, down a bad road. But ice, cr- ice cream is awesome. It's like I got yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. I mean yeah. I mean, if I'm lucky, I have what forty more years, and it's like you know, like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many times can we talk about you dying in one podcast? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, smaller animals live longer, so maybe fifty, sixty, oh, yeah, so, fifty uh, years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, am I going to not go through the like, and then, and then you'll see guys like Nick Mutton, who's like, you know, he's like the same age as mine, and he looks like fucking Schwarzenegger, and you're just like. <laughs> And then it changes your mind, and you're like, ah, maybe not. And then I think about it, and I'm like, wait a minute. He's single guy. So, yeah, yeah. I guess if I was single, I would immediately transform into yeah. that as well, you know? But, yeah. like, I'm not. So yeah. should I just kind of, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I felt, like, yeah. I felt like working out earlier this week, and then I laid down, and the feeling passed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God that's over. Dude, I swear, on our break, I, I, it's the laziest I've been, and I can't tell you how Right, long. we had all like, this shit we were supposed to do with the, shit, with the online nah, store. None of it got done. None of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, like, nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. Every time you were like, tried it, I'm like, nah, not today. No, not yeah. we're, on, we're, on, we're on vacation, yeah. yeah. But you know what it is for me is, is, you know, I, I hear that in just using that as an example, I, I hear those guys talking and I hear the camaraderie, you know, and I hear the, like the banter that goes back and forth. And, uh, and I, I don't, ha- I guess, I guess I don't have that with anybody. Right. And it's like right. in the reptile community, I was the only one that was interested in reptiles growing up. Like nobody, none of my friends were interested in any of that. And, right. um, 
and now um, I'm so really the the reptile zoo in Kentucky like opened my eyes and like gave me some of the best friends that I have in my life, you know, and sure. uh, that share this this passion. And then and and that started it. And then and and that's what that's what Carpet Fest is, right? Like carpet, it's part yeah. of Carpet Fest is that that camaraderie and that community. It's just like sure. Yeah. I don't care what we do. I just want to do it together, and I want to. I want yeah. it to be fun, and I, I want to. I, I want to call somebody and talk to you, and and uh, you know, it's just like that camaraderie and, and banter. It's like, man, I, that's that's what I want, you know. And I think that's part of. Uh, I, I know that's part of what y'all are getting, you know, when you go to Australia. You know, you go herping, mm-hmm. and it's just oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, just like you've got it, you know. And uh, that's that, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe working out wouldn't be the best way to get it, but. It's, it's cheaper. It's cheaper than going to Australia. You know? Yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. It might not be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, being lost in the, yeah, it's not lost. I shouldn't say, but like you know, there's always going to be a story that happens. Especially you know, it's it. Yeah, it is the fun part of it. You know, that's yeah. why I want to document those that that those trips and stuff. You know, like, yeah. Uh, I think that would be cool. That's why I like, uh, what's his name's books? Uh, you know, like any books that are on Herbert, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trumbauer, uh, his, uh, what the hell's the name of his book? You know, he's got the big mustache. Oh, God damn. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's just a collection of herping stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a cartoony but cover. Yeah. I, I, I never thought that I would be the the herper guy because when i was first getting into it it like i would be i was like oh yeah i guess that's cool but like i don't know do i want to go out in the middle of this you know (laughs) yeah yeah you you could get attacked by that eaten by this uh, you know you stay away from this poison ivy that this and everything else but i don't once you do it especially when you do it within with something that's not what you would normally see it's yeah yeah changes you yeah and i mean any time outdoors is good time you know Mm -hmm. and especially you know i think it's getting more and more good you know the the just the way the world's going yeah and uh but um yeah i think about um so i used to do an annual pilgrimage to the chiricahua mountains in arizona new mexico because i got a buddy that lives there Right. And I used to go out there and, and hang out with him. And, and the first year I went, I was like, I don't get it, man. Like, it's just, I mean, we were seeing a lot of rattlesnakes, which was, which was cool. And I mean, I liked that, but the, like, it was just a desert, you know, it was desolate and everything. And I was like, I don't get it. And the real estate was really expensive. And, um, but by, but like my last day there, like I'm looking around and in the morning, the sun comes up and the mountains are purple. And by the afternoon, they turn bright red and everything. And I was just like, okay, I'm starting to get it, you know? And I, yeah. and I, and I went back every year after that. And then I brought my wife and I was trying to tell her, I was trying to like pump her up for it, you know? And, um, <clears throat> and that area is where Bob Ashley's place is. And I said, everybody is a character there. Like there's no normal person there. And I said, you're either a bug guy or an alien guy or a astronomer <laughs> guy or right. a birder or a herper, you know, like you're something, you know, or right. you're a prepper, you know, anti-government prepper, you know, you're, you're something if you're there. And, um, and I was telling her all about it and stuff. And we went for my friend's wedding and, 
yeah, we were there at the at, at the reception, and it's outdoors, and everybody's dancing and stuff, and the sun's setting, and the mountains are turning purple. And she just looks over at me and she says, "I, I, I get it now." She's like, I get it now. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, that is so cool." And, uh, but that's one of them, and that I think about a lot. And then another one I think is that when I was in Peru, you know, I mean, that was that was a really extenuating circumstance. I don't know how I'd be able to do that as a you know now with the family and everything, but. Um, but like you said, finding something that you don't normally come across or finding something you don't normally see, um, is there's just something to it. And I didn't find anything for 10 days on that trip. And I was really, really mad because I was just thinking about, I was thinking about the King. I was thinking about kingsnake.com, and I was like, I could, I could have bought, I could have bought a Bushmaster, I could have bought a mm-hmm. Fertilance, I could have, you know, I was like, I could right. do anything that I want to see. I could bought an Anaconda. I could have bought all of these snakes and had them in my house mm-hmm. for cheaper or for what I paid to be on this trip. And uh, but then you see that, you know, you you see that snake and you have that experience and that story and and you know, next thing you know, you're you're in the middle of an oxbow lake in the Peruvian Amazon catching black caiman in a dugout canoe. And it's like, how is this my life? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And, uh, how is this happening? Yeah. 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 And, and I'm sure, uh, and I, I hear that in you guys' voices every time you talk about going to Australia and, and even when you, you, you know, you're looking for, you know, uh, snakes in Pennsylvania, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's there. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely cool for yeah. sure. I went on a little rant there. Sorry about that. No, good. no worries, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, it's what we do, you know. God. No. But, oh, shit. I'm looking yeah. at the... Uh... We got to <laughs> we gotta, we gotta work this. tomorrow. Yeah, no, I got to work tomorrow. We got to wind this sucker down now. Uh, nice. Dear God. Mm, Very right. cool. Oh, shut her down. Yep. Um, okay. So I guess, t- well, let's put your info out there, Terry. Yeah, if people want to get in touch with you. That's the best way. Um, yeah, if people want to contact me, yeah, email me, burwell.terry at gmail.com, or find me on Instagram uh, at, under Terry Burwell. Um, uh, those are my preferred methods. I don't, I don't care if you Facebook message me, but um, I'm trying to, trying to clean it up. Trying gotcha. to clean it up, so it's a lot easier to to respond on those other things. And uh, uh, um, yeah, there you go. Cool. I'm easy to find. Cool. Terry Burwell. Yeah. Awesome. So if you're looking for roughies or some cool diamonds, uh... yeah, I should have diamonds ready when the weather's good. Roughies are ready when the weather's good. Stimson's pythons are ready to go. And. Uh, all that's ready to go right now, and then hopefully this year, um, hopefully this year I'll have dogtooth cat snakes, Angolan pythons. Uh, um, what else is in there? <laughs> boas. Yeah, annulated tree boas. I've got some of those that are that are ready to go when the weather gets good. Cool some babies. Oh, and, got a uh, nice mix of stuff. Yeah. 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 So if so if Bill ever had a southeast carpet or a southern carpet fest, they'd have a pretty good voucher for old TB snakes. There you go. <laughs> so if that's, I doubt, I doubt that's enough to get it started. But uh, no pressure, Bill. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work yep. on it. Cool. 
Awesome, cool, dude. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, thanks, man, for uh, for coming and uh, starting off the uh, new season, season with nine. us. And, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Episode one. All right. Well, hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, uh, I'll man. Keep you. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you at uh, Northeast Carpet Fest. <laughs> I'd, like good, I'd like to make it. I'd like to make it. I mentioned I had a family, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. You said that yeah. kids, wife. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm open to suggestions on how to make it work. Just you know, uh, I'll, I'll think of something. I'll let you know. Okay. Ruffy flat, roughy flash sale. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean financially. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, oh. Okay, I mean I permission you. wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, mm. also logistics with traveling yeah. with small children. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so. All right, we'll guys. figure it out. All right, man. All right. Last. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Terry. Bye. See you. Cool. All right. Now we're ready to be roughies. So. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah, we Thank are. you for informing me. I'm going to anyway. live through you. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for us, check out our website, MoreliaPythonRadio.net for right now. Uh, and our email is info at moreliapythonradio.com. Um, you can, uh, if you have question, comment, anything like that, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook uh, to stay up to date with what we got going on. Um, yeah, and we got some more stuff in the, uh, the in store. The pipe. Oh yeah, the store. Well, I kind of wanted to get it uh, <laughs> get it right. Uh, Keep but plugging it. <laughs> it's, it's got. Uh, I I'm gonna work on that actually. Probably. Well, I was gonna do it tonight, but that's probably gonna be tomorrow. That's never gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. um, yeah. I'll, I'll let me know tomorrow. I'll I'll try to find that uh, ball and eye shirt. So okay. Yep. Cool. 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 Uh, and then for myself, Eb Morelia, um, you can find me on anything just under that name. Um, and if you want to send me uh, an email, eric at ebmorelli.com, um, if you uh, want to reach out for him for anything. I am not shipping uh, as of right now, um, but uh, come once. Actually, I don't know, man. It's kind of warm, so it's not like. <laughs> it, dude, it's, <laughs> you know? it's kind of warm, but I'm telling you right now, like I'm, I'm, my, my forecast is snow tomorrow. Yes. Starting at 5 and going until it looks like about 10. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be like 30s, 30s, and then dip close to the 60s for the weekend. So, it, December and January are not the powerhouses they used to be. Mm-hmm. It's like February, March is when it gets cold and disgusting and rainy and snow. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we will have a. Hopefully, uh, some ideas for a date, at least for Northeast Carpet Fest um, <clears throat> after this weekend. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also look up rogue-reptiles on facebook.com. You can also go and follow me on Instagram at rogue underscore reptiles. Uh, we've got some bread lie and a few other things available. Again, just like Eric, I'm not shipping, so you have to kind of be within the tri-state uh, to get one of these guys. Um, but that's all we have for everybody tonight. Uh, so we'll say thank you all for listening. And we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Rally of Python Radio. The break's over.